0: What's up everybody Welcome to another episode of down, down Star, episode 104. Today, back for the second time, Jason Park, FCS. What up, brother? What up, brother? Dude, thank you so much for coming again, man. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. So we just got back from lunch right now. Shout out to toppers. And, uh, <laughs> Fuck toppers. <laughs> we I didn't have that hot sauce that I was looking for. We didn't, uh, we didn't talk much at lunch because <laughs> last time we did the pod, we ended up talking about too many subjects yeah so much lunch.
1: shit right and we just kind of kind of meshed into the podcast <laughs> and then we left a lot of shit there was a lot of holes in the story because <laughs> of it you know so.
0: yeah we didn't even talk much about the car last yeah. time or anything but what i really wanted to talk to you about first was um the result of the last podcast that we did together with your uh, your buddy which one that you reckon or you ended up meeting back with you never told me that story uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah his ears me. are bleeding <laughs>
0: when we, you when he uh when i mentioned that right so how did that happen Let, let's go let's it, go back and paint the
1: story again okay so uh where do you want to start off there's a lot
0: of just uh about for, so anybody that wants to listen we did an episode in uh in july which was episode 78 so that was our first episode mm-hmm. In that episode, you talked about um, one of your uh, childhood friends. Now, is this the friend that you're talking about? Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. is that the one that had the dad that was into muscle car? Or...
1: Oh, that, okay, see? That's a crazy story, Yeah, let's right? get into that one. Oh, man. So, okay, so how I began my whole career, I can say now, as In the automotive industry Mm -hmm. stemmed from my childhood right so uh, a gentleman named uh stephen carter which was my best friend back in 84 85 to about 91 92 is Mm -hmm. when we lost touch um due to this podcast through colleagues and friends yeah that heard the podcast ended up finding him right he ended up finding me. No okay? shit. Yeah. He ended up finding me. I didn't want to tell you too much of this story yeah, because yeah, yeah. this is why I wanted to do the second podcast, right? And how life-changing this could be, okay, for anybody. So, I lost touch with him after 91. He, I moved out of the neighborhood. He moved out of the neighborhood. And pretty much from there, we haven't talked for 30, you know, almost 30 years, mm-hmm. okay? And long story short... Uh, one of our buddies, JR, that used to be kind of like the local guys that used to street race, um, that we street raced with, hung out at donut shops in the parking lot, just kind of like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just did the whole, you know, street urban thing, you know, just found a parking lot at Earl's Donuts and we ended up being friends. And then throughout then we, we all kind of street raced together. So that's how that that friendship started. Yeah. And long story short, my best friend Steven Carter actually works at his wife's CNC shop that his her father owns. Uh-huh. So it was kind of like a family deal. Gotcha. Right. And Steven's been working there for over a decade. Now, even so then I guess um, JR was working on his plane or whatever, and Steven so happened to be there uh-huh. and the all-wheel drive kit situation came up and was like you know they're into hondas so they're like oh you seen this all-wheel drive thing and uh stephen brought that up and and jr was like dude my buddy you know fcs is he actually makes them yeah he's like cool and he's like yeah this guy jason park you know runs the show or whatever well
0: so i don't, I don't want to get lost so mm-hmm. your friend jr and your childhood friend
1: they didn't they you all didn't know each other at the same time no well we all knew each other at the same time but we didn't know that Steven that 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 jr didn't know that steven knew me as a best friend as a best friend child got uh, you got you so he says my buddy jason park fcs is doing all-wheel drive and he's like jason park he's like my best friend from when i was five six years old and he's like, what are you talking about? So they ended up opening up the IG, showing my picture. He's like, holy shit, that's my best friend. You know, it's like, and GR got mind blown and hit me up immediately on IG and was like, you won't even believe me if I told you. I have Steven Carter sitting in the back of my plane right now. Yeah. And I'm like, shut the fuck. I knew immediately who he was talking about. I yeah. don't know, not one other Steven Carter. I, my son is named after their their family because Carter, you yeah. know, Carter basically oh, Stephen Carter. Wow. He's my best friend. So I named him after him because yeah. I lost touch with them. So crazy story, man. So check this out. The plot even thickens after that, right? Yeah. They ended up moving to Lancaster. So that's why, hence, we lost touch because at then we didn't have cell phones or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just had mailboxes, you know? So he moved there, lost touch with us, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I still... It's crazy to talk about this story because his father, right, is a lifelong machinist. Mm. He's been machining for as long as I've known, right? So I didn't know this as a child, right? But now I know. Yeah. But the crazy part is he used to share the wall behind my shop ever since I was there on Canoga. Mm Mm-hmm. His machine shop that he worked at or still works at to this day, 40-plus years, right, is behind my old shop. And you never knew? And Never even knew one time. I walked into that shop multiple times machining parts, machining—actual, it's, it's a place. I think it's called Roy and Val. It's a place that machines tooling equipment. Okay. So they make all—I'm I'm supposed to believe that they make— Tooling to make the parts. Got you. you know yes. What I'm saying? Yes. Like yes, The yes. bits, the yeah, cutters, yeah, yeah. things like that. They okay. manufacture it there. So crazy. His dad <laughs> was behind me the whole time, and I didn't even know—not one clue—to having him being there. His son Steven works in the same alley, just next door that machines parts for nelson's racing engines
0: so obviously you guys haven't seen each other for 25 other plus yet. years yeah, so man. they don't
1: even know what yeah i oh, talked to his, his mother's still shit. around his dad's still around his dad drives a k-series swapped eg <laughs> i mean dude crazy dude like i was so shocked at like how close they were but yeah like, we, he's, he used to street race just like I did. Yeah, We were in the same vicinity the whole time. We just never ran into each other. He used to hang out with, like, all the AV boys and all the guys that are from the, the Inland Empire that yeah. used to street race out there that I used to street race against or, you know, go there and watch their street races down in Gene 40 and Palmdale and all those other places that yeah. we all kind of street raced around in, in SoCal. They were always around. He, he had a, from what I remember, he told me he had a blown um, notchback or or hatchback uh, mm-hmm. Mustang yeah. back then. So, crazy, dude. No shit. The boats that I grew around with, he still has in the backyard. Like, still runs, dude. Like, <laughs> wow. it's, it's amazing. I talked to his mother. I mean, she used to be a teacher. She still is a teacher. But she used to teach out in Canoga Park High. So, it was like i didn't know any of this as a kid you know as a kid you don't really know what your parents are around like they were my parents too yeah i didn't know what they really did i didn't even know my mom did until later on in life you know so that was the crazy story about the whole podcast deal
2: no shit if i didn't
1: do it we would have never interacted with each other i talk with them we're supposed to meet but our lives are just so busy between then and there well some way somehow i think within the very near future we're probably gonna meet I just got to make that time to do it, and and even though the time is always should be now in anything that you do, but it's just <laughs> at the moment I was just I'm inundated, you know. So yeah, I need to kind of get my shit together before I, you know, have some free time to do anything else, right? Yeah, now, so. no, I feel you do. But man. that was a cool story, man. And I got dude, I was crying. I was like, holy shit, dude, that's amazing, you know? Like, yeah, it hit me right in the it hit me right in the feels, you know, like. My best friend that I lost touch with, you know, that that pretty much paved the way of what I'm doing today, you know. Damn, dude. Well, he found me. Yeah, you know. So that's cool, man. I gotta give a huge shout out to Jr. Man, that's that would have never happened. But think about the how bonkers that is. Yeah. Right. Like a person that I grew up with, that I lost touch with, is friends with somebody through street racing. Mm And like a significant portion of my life that somehow, some way they talked about this certain thing that came about into holy shit. Like, yeah, you know, that's that's crazy. That's like one in. Trillion chance that that'll ever happen again, you know.
0: That's crazy because when on the podcast you were talking a lot about him yeah. and you were
1: telling the story about how that you. I thought I would never cars. talk to him again. Really? Like, I thought it was just a done deal. His par- I thought his parents passed away. You know, like they were older than my parents.
0: Well, I'm gonna put this one out there, dude. I know I'm married right now, but I lost touch yeah. with my uh, my school sweetheart, um, Winnie Cooper. So <laughs> if you're out there, babe, I miss you. <laughs> We'll see <laughs> yeah, we will
1: see if that comes up. Holy shit. Winnie man.
0: Cooper. Hey, if you're not if you're not in your thirties, you don't even know what I'm talking about. So. I love you, babe. Uh, <laughs> Ash, I love you, Ash.
1: <laughs> yeah, you better throw that in there now. Oh man Oh, that's crazy,
0: man. So uh Awesome. Yeah. Very, very good story, man. I'm glad to hear that, dude. It's good to touch base with people that you used to share those uh, important memories of Of your life with. And it's cool that, um, you know, what I always say is like, even us, we have we have memories of when we first met. You know, my my memory probably be more significant than yours because I wasn't even in the community. But like, I remember that day when Tom was there with the gun and all, all that shit. See, I don't and, remember that. Yeah, Where see, but that? it was that was at your pad in uh, Chatsworth
1: chatsworth
0: yeah it was before nisei we went there and tom was there and you were i remember you were welding on the uh you were doing something for the ghost rider oh no
1: that's still that was in porter ranch that was for sure in porter ranch was it i did live in chatsworth but yeah
0: no this was 2009
1: it was chatsworth Nah, it was Sporting Ranch. Was sport. it? Yeah. I, oh, I all those
0: fucking valley cities, dude. They're like one block is another When I used city. to live
1: in Chatsworth, man, you, you didn't even have a fucking driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> that's what
0: it was. But it's crazy that you have these uh, these memories. And when sure. you talk to somebody about old memories, yeah. you can kind of build a better memory for yourself. Sure. You know what I mean? Say if there's something that was significant to me that day but then there was something significant
3: oh i remember you guys pulled up in this car with this guy
0: oh shit, i forgot that dude was even there you know yeah yeah,
1: i think what what was the reason why you came to my house i I came
0: because tom was there and tom was gonna let me borrow some wheels for my car because i had drags on dr20s and guillermo said i couldn't go to nisei with fake wheels (laughs) So I said, fool, what the fuck you want me to do? This is all Fucking I have. Rookie. And then he's like, well, I got my boy Tom. He'll let you borrow some wheels. So he let me borrow some oh, um, shit, that's a sho- Schumachers. Yeah. SSR Schumachers. I don't think I
1: really remember that. I think what I really re- remembered you from. I think I do remember that. But I think it was more significant when I met you at Robbie's house when you were working on your car at robbie's house he got doing you. something down on uh in Woodland yeah Hills, yeah, yeah. Woodland right? Hills. yeah. yeah. What, what happened to robbie was, dude robbie he just got fucking fat and ugly dude i, ha- <laughs> I haven't shout to- out to robbie no i seen um uh, about a week or two ago at brand uh brandon's uh first baby's uh birthday
0: oh no wow. shit shout out to brandon dude yeah, first birthday it's crazy it's deal. there was there was like the The little click of like Sam Fernando kind of guys. Yeah,
1: it's still there, but you know,
0: everyone you know, got old Life got, life gets
1: own. in the way. You know, you get babies and shit, and you grow a little family. Yeah. And the next thing you know, it's like you have to focus on that versus you know going out and street racing till three in the morning. You know, definitely, That's... man.
0: <laughs> you know, you know somebody I haven't seen in a while is Anthony Anthony Doe Infinite.
1: Infinite. Yeah, it was just birthday just uh past and too long ago i saw it on facebook and a lot of old school faces still in that picture you know like yeah. the ones that i grew up around so and i, I grew up around anthony you know the yeah infinite, the infinite days is what i call it
0: yeah it definitely was and i had those those days too because uh, i was chilling with them a lot because of Guillermo. sure and i sure, didn't know yeah. anybody in the community yeah. so Guillermo, since he was spending a lot of time uh yeah. Out in the valley that I just tagged along with him, and then that's what I ended up meeting to yeah. a lot of a lot of dudes. I
1: think I guess you could call those guys the old school guys, right? Yeah, infinite, definitely, madness. dude. We were kind of all now. It's like we think our think of ourselves as old school It's crazy because before then we we're like the young shitheads, you know? I always cause trouble.
0: How does that make you feel now, dude? That you are like the older generation?
1: Uh, it doesn't. <clears throat> I don't feel old. Yeah, right. I just talk a lot about how I am old, <laughs> but I don't feel old at all. You know, I, I I live vicariously through, you know, other people, like their builds and stuff like yeah. that. And I kind of relive my own history again through my customers, you know, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. That's why I'm so passionate about what I do is because I get, I'm fortunate enough to have clients that pretty much live. It's like repeating history. Yeah. Like, I'm like reliving my childhood through their builds. No, definitely. And, and their cars and their struggles, especially the struggles. It's crazy because um, the experience that I have, and I have a fucking lot of them, you know, in racing. And I probably have more issues than anybody else on the table. But I keep that as a blessing for all my failures because I know more. So when people come to me and say, I have this problem or that problem. I could fucking answer that shit 10 times over, you know, mm-hmm. and people were like, what the fuck? How do you know that? And I'm like, because I fucking lived it, you know? Yeah. And they're like, holy shit, dude. That's like nobody can figure it out. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's this, this and this. And they're like, they I, call me back and let me know. They hit me up in three minutes. They're like, holy shit, that's what it was. They're like, how the fuck do you know that? I said, dude my life was a struggle <laughs> you know, in the racing community. You know? I feel but, you, man.
0: I think that one of the reasons that I've always gravitated towards you more than um, anybody else that would have the same experience that you do is that you've always remained in the community and you never sure. looked down on the new people coming yeah. up. And I hear from a lot of the older heads now that, they they don't have much respect for the younger kids, and yeah. I mean I I see the reasoning why they do think like that, but like at one time you were that kid, sure you know, and you were speaking about it on the last podcast as Absolutely. well. Absolutely,
1: I don't. Uh, a lot of the guys, um, a lot of I guess the, a lot of the newer guys always come to me and say I'm, you know, I'm not the big dog or I'm not like the big dogs like everybody else, and I stop them right there in their tracks. I say, dude, don't talk like that because at the end of the day we're nobody's big nobody's small we're all the same shit finally you know fighting the same battles you yeah. know we're just on different contexts or different experience levels you know it's everything has levels to this shit you know what i mean that's like the realest quote it's because we've all started from being the guy that just wants to get in and figuring shit out and like tagging along with people that are more experienced that you can gain knowledge from and then apply it to your own program or your own car or whatever it might be. Yeah. So that you can better your, yourself as an enthusiast or hobbyist or career, you know, yeah. like <clears throat> we're all kind of doing the same thing, but just different ways, you know? So I just, it really bothers me when people go, Oh man, you know, like you're the big guy. And I'm like, I'm not, yeah big guy, you know what i mean i don't feel big at all i'm just the guy that was just relentlessly doing my own thing like i'd never cared for whoever sh- said shit about me or did things <clears throat> did things on the same level or any like pretty much like i never treated myself being bigger than anybody else i just i don't feel that way you know yeah. and i hate when people say that or i dislike when people say that like oh i'm the small guy you know what i mean no, I'm the fucking small guy. I just have more experiences. You yeah. Know? So it just builds my... It pretty much builds my memoir of being like who I am today. Yeah. It's just all the experiences. So don't take any failure as a bad thing i always take them as oh fuck you know like yeah we fucked up on that one or this is wrong or this breaks or whatever just apply it so that next time you know you know it's just another procedure that you have to do yeah so i break it down like that just like a line of manufacturing i think that's why how i run my business is the same way i run my racing business you know like basically my racing team um everything has to have responsibilities and and you break it down into sections you know what i mean manageable pieces right so that's the way life is you have to just break it down into manageable pieces and you just work on everything and just make progress progress is always yeah something that you have to live toward because if you don't live toward anything that is a goal and make progress on you're just going to run around in circles and not figure shit out you know especially in racing you know what I mean? You have to set yourself a goal and say, "Dude, I want my car to go this fast, or you want your car to look this way." You have to put the put the pieces in place in order for that to happen. You can't just, you know, just okay. I'm just gonna fucking try to do this, and you know, whatever yeah. comes out, whatever comes out, and that's like the worst way to go. The plan of execution is wrong. You know. So. Yeah.
0: So last time we didn't speak much about the car, the program. Uh, and it still ended up being over three-hour podcast. <laughs> we talked about a lot of crazy yeah. shit, man. So I want to dig a little more into that. Um, you just got back from IFO in Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you can, paint us a picture of what, like, a race weekend looks like and how this weekend went for you
1: and your program. Sure. The picture would be the bottom and the rim of the toilet. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the shit looks like. All right. It's never fucking. It's never nice, right? It's always um, organized chaos. Yeah. So, I just think that I'm stupid enough to do it for fucking 27 years and still like it for some reason. 27 right? years. I th- yeah, I think God, it's 27 damn. years now. I don't even want to think about it. After yeah. like 20 years, I'm like, yeah, it's just some. Yeah, it's like this is what whatever. you do. Shut up! I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. You know, like. i was the stupid one that stayed around everybody fucking got smart and left they moved to drifting yeah yeah, whatever (laughs) they moved to where their fucking money is and i'm still fucking dicking around you know it is what it is i love what i do i love the people good and bad i feel you so
0: so preparing for
3: yeah preparation it's for the show
1: i can tell you right now it's never gonna go the way you think it's gonna go never so as with anything i always plan ahead right Mm -hmm um so between then and now like i would say let's just start at world cup from last year right okay it was a significant jump in in performance for us okay you know we were kind of stuck in this 40 goop you know like we always get stuck in these little situations where me and chris were talking chris cook is my partner with the race car Mm -hmm. um and my brother so it's kind of like we we always get stuck in these little pieces that we can't like strategically move out of mm-hmm. we just kind of push through all that shit you know so we get a lot of challenges on the way with I, i'm sure anybody does in racing on on the level that we like to play at yes so um from last year world cup um to last year in general we we're kind of stuck in this f- 840 junk right
0: okay so for um the people listening that aren't really familiar with drag racing, um, such as myself, mm-hmm. uh, can you just break it down in a little more layman's? So the car is a sport front. Yeah. We'll drive is a sport car. front wheel drive. And you're car. trying to break through eight six. Yeah. We're trying to okay. go,
1: we're trying to basically, we're trying to go, you know, we're trying to take the record back. The record right now is like seven nineties and we've always wanted to put that record back in California. got You, you okay. know, that was the goal for me. That's like my own personal goal. It's not necessarily the team goal. But the team goal is overall to win, right? We're yes. F- why do this shit if we're not going to win? Yeah. Right? But in the back of my mind, I'm always like, you know, the records were always set when I was around uh-huh. in Cali. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And yeah. I want to be that guy. I want to be... I feel you. I want my team to to earn that spot. You know what I mean? And, to, and the only way to earn things is to fucking eat shit. Yeah. And keep going, you know? So... Which we eat a lot of shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shit and a lot of money. Let me tell you, nobody pays our bills. Not one person gives us $1 for this. We pay all out of pocket. Yeah. And we just do it because we're fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I can, I I can, can think of a couple no of more reasons. better but... explanation than that. Like, we're just stupid. Okay. okay. We're just stupid. Just don't do this shit, okay? At least don't do this like the way we're doing it, okay? <laughs> I'm not a role model by any means. <laughs> I have no fucking filter. I just tell you the truth, you know? So anyhow, we got stuck in this 840 gunk. 840. Been, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, one of uh, our friends out in NorCal, which is Greg uh, from Sinister. Okay. They call him AKA Round Eye. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one that really like helped us push through that level. You know what I mean? Like if anything in competition, I'm very competitive, right? Yeah. So I tend to stay, like, almost in cruise control, right? Like, obviously, I'm, I'm talking in, like, racing sense, not business sense. Yeah, in business, yeah, okay. I'm a fucking animal, yeah. okay? If somebody comes to me in a competitive nature and tries to fucking overtake me yeah. in anything that I do in business, over time, I will win. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm the guy that won't get off the treadmill until somebody dies. So, I feel you. You know, yeah. I'm just going to keep going. I'm relentless. I don't care how much money I have to spend. I don't care who I don't need to see or see. Or mm-hmm. I will knock on every single door and every single resource in my power to fucking take over. That's just the way I am. So good rule of thumb is don't fuck with me there.
0: Just leave him alone, guys, <laughs> please. Um,
1: but I love the competition. The competition is what makes me get up early, you know, like I get up early and go, holy shit, I need to do this, you know? So, and I think I take on way too much, but I love pressure. I work really good under pressure. So, um, so that's, that's that. But anyway, in racing, it's kind of like the polar opposite. It's like, I get comfortable because I like, I like my, the main thing for me in racing is I, I want my crew guys and. Which I treat as family. They're all my pretty much like my brothers. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I want them to have fun first. Yes, number one thing. You know what I mean? Like, why go racing if you're not gonna truly have fun? And the only way to have fun is to is to kind of work on that model. Is uh, you know, work hard, play hard. You know, if you wanna if you wanna have fun, you gotta work your fucking face off. Get this car where it needs to be, and then it's gonna be fun. You know. So, um, and we live that every day. Sometimes we skip you know and we do things half-assed and it bites us in the ass every time so we were got kind of stuck there and we're racing with greg greg called us out and that really pushed me to be better you know like in the racing aspect you know which we always pushed but not not on that level you know so was this more of a friendly competition sure yeah but i think online it, it seemed more like uh controversial well know? yeah it's good but.
0: before before we get to world cup that actually brings something up um because i remember seeing somebody had a busted windshield
1: oh that was the yeah well we got <laughs> we're getting up to that point okay, right okay. <laughs> so, i just remember that i was like what so the? that that's funny that seemed pretty really, real to yeah. me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but that was kind of like uh, a rumor that turned into uh somebody just Pretty much throwing that out there and nobody fact checking it yeah and just kind of making it a reality but anyhow like um that's what really pushed our performance envelope to the next level right uh-huh. we were kind of just chasing our own pbs and and then after that happened i was just like tunnel vision i was like dude i'm gonna do whatever in my power to f- just you know pummel his car into the ground you know what i mean like, yeah whatever necessary changes that i have to do i'm gonna make sure that that happens mm-hmm. so I was really prepared. Like, I was like, dude, his car his car is fast. It's tuned by, you know, Sheepy That's pretty much holds records in OGS and a couple other venues yeah. at that time with Raimi. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, I had my work cut out for me. And it was good, though, because, you know, why why be at a competitive level if you don't want to go for the best? Right? Like, I want to race Raimi. Yeah. And I want to pummel him into the ground. Yeah. Right? But that's just me and my competitive nature. Not, like, personally, but competitively. You know what I mean? Like, I want to go for the fastest. Like, Chapolin Mm -hmm. is considered the fastest, pretty much top level, one, two in the game in Sport Formal Drive, right? Yeah. I'm chasing him, too. I I fucking pay him to go racing, and I'm chasing him. The La Violenta is sponsored by you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. But that's the thing though like, and by downstar too <laughs> yeah, shameless plug, just you throw that in there. <laughs> but you see like i will i f- i fund his program because i want to exceed what he's doing yes because why do it you know what i mean why go after number 10 when you should be going after number one what the fuck are you doing you know mm-hmm. like that's my mentality it's always been yeah so with that push against with with greg we ended up changing the whole front end, changing all the stuff for the years of me that should have changed it right but I was either too busy or just lazy or just not being motivated enough to go we need to take this car apart and change it got right? you. so within that era i was like you know what fuck this shit i'm gonna tear apart the whole car i'm gonna skin it i'm gonna do whatever means necessary right to mechanically make this car faster than everybody else and this was last year this was last got you and unfortunately between then and there my main guy gabriel left the company at the most unopportune time picked up and left well you know obviously he had to deal with his family Mm -hmm. and you know save whatever marriage or you know his relationship with his kids and his and his lady yeah so it was completely respected you know like i'm not gonna say no to that yeah i feel you I'm not gonna hold anybody now so I said sure but at the end of the day that was when we were dropping our whole drive kits that's when we were like you know what I mean like everything was compiling on at that moment in time you know and then World Cup was coming and the car was completely apart and it was getting revamped and between then and there it was a complete like I don't think it, w- it would been possible for any other team. Unless they were relentlessly just fucking crazy, you know? Like, import DPS, I resonate so much with them. Mm -hmm. Because those fools are fucking maniacs. Yeah. They built the fucking car in the pit at World Cup after they crashed into all of their fucking other cars. Really? They built a whole fucking car from scratch. Shout out to import DPS, man. In the middle of a fucking field of fucking sticks with a grinder. And a fucking ratchet. And they fucking built another car. Like, you cannot...
3: <laughs> no way. You cannot
1: take that away from nobody. Like yeah. You can't take that away from them. That shit was... And it fucking ran. It ran and it didn't make a pass. But that motherfucker was running and about to go down the track. That shit was crazy, bro. What held him back? What? what? No, it was just an issue they had with the car. I don't know what it was. Got you. But I know that if it, it finished a burnout and it did like a first gear pull and then like something happened, like the electronics turned off or I don't remember. But shout out to them man! Fuck, they built a fucking car 24, like probably 40 hours total, mm-hmm. like f- maybe two days. Yeah, I don't even think it was two days. I know when they got the car and when they were disassembling, it was, had to have been less than two days. Wow. Those fuckers are crazy, dude. Like, don't fuck all that team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that shit is crazy. But anyway, like back to my story yeah. was I had to do a lot of the fabrication because myself, because nobody that was on my team at that level wasn't doing any of that. They mm-hmm. all have regular jobs, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Adrian works at BMW. Chris works at uh, a refrigeration company. And we all kind of have our own separate deal, you know? Like I do my nine to six through FCS. And then after that, I get to work on the race car. So I was doing 15 16 hour days 7 days a week with a family. With the family and taking them to school and doing whole, and like just doing the whole thing, you know. I was getting home pretty much at 1 1 2 in the morning every single day. Not seeing my kids mm-hmm. for like 2 months straight. Damn, right? But I have to do it. Yeah. had there's no other choice, right? So we did that. <clears throat> we got it pushed through. And there were so many hurdles between then and there. Like, I can't even tell you, like, this podcast would be fucking 10 hours long if I told you what we were going through. And it was crazy. Like, between then, when we were building the car, Gabriel leaving, um, (coughs) Adrian dealing with his own issues, Chris's mother just got diagnosed with cancer. And I I don't want to put his personal story out there, but, you know, I think people need to listen to, like, our story because i don't think a lot of people would understand unless they really knew what was going on so chris's chris's brother right little brother is basically a fuck off mm-hmm. like he's a total dipshit fuck face okay he's been using since his teenage years never got away from it went to fucking prison multiple times comes out and he just loses his mind like this time, he's, he's mentally unstable. So, he's, I don't know, probably in his late 30s. Like, not late 30s, but, you know, early 30s, probably 32, 30, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Still using. Um, basically, one day, he goes crazy. His mom, mind you, his mom just got diagnosed. She has to stay in the hospital. Um, she basically fell in the shower, couldn't get up. She had basically a mild stroke. And she immediately went to the hospital. Chris calls me tells me the story. We go. He goes to the hospital, finds out that his mom has a fist sized tumor in the brain. Right. And they're basically giving her four weeks. That's it. So we have to deal with that. Right. So that's something that we're dealing with now. And then and then on top of that, we have to deal with working on the car while trying to figure out, like, if his mother's going to be okay and the stress involved with that, you know? So we're dealing with all this. And then Ryan fucking loses his shit, right? Chris's brother. And f- and basically does not believe that his mom has cancer. And he's, like, trying to find his mom. We're like, dude, he's, she's at the hospital. Go visit her, you know? Like, completely clueless. Like, out of it. Loses his mind. Destroys the whole fucking house. No fucking way. Like, blows out every single window, okay? Blows out all the walls, destroys all the bathrooms, takes down every single fucking undetached portion of the furniture in the house, and it's gone. Like, levels the shit, okay? Call the cops, send them to jail, gets out and whatever. Like, they don't want to press charges, so... Chris ends up getting a restraining order and things like that. And then lo and behold, long story short, he basically goes to jail, mm-hmm. right? And through the whole of that, they have to refix the house and things like that so that his mother can come back home. To, Hence, his mom didn't know that Ryan did all this, right? And comes back and gets out and then destroys Chris's truck. Blows out all the windows, hits every single body panel, headlight destroys the thing in the middle of the park and in, in the driveway yeah so i have to deal with that again so and obviously the house just got fixed right goes back and blows out the window to get back in the house so he's breaking in the house yeah right because he's out and we're still dealing with this while we're working at the shop and doing this and doing that visiting chris's mom and just like dude it's it's chaos right it's, a, it's like it's the most chaotic thing i've ever been into like thus far, you know, like it's just too much. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And then, um, <clears throat> long story short, um, but just never <laughs> a short story. Uh, <clears throat> we have to deal with that. And then, um, and then, uh, our truck blows up our tow truck, like basically my Chevy mm-hmm. loses a cylinder out of a truck. Now, now we have to borrow trucks to get to what we need to go to because I'm not going to just buy a new truck. I mean, you know, we're not a million dollars. We don't make trillions of dollars where we can just go and get whatever we yeah, want. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Life happens, right? So we have to deal with that now. And then ultimately, Chris's mother passes away. And it was super short, right? So we ended up having to deal with that. And um, <clears throat> God rest her soul, Sue. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty hard, you know? So we, we dealt with that. And then uh, um, his brother comes back again, like, after, right? Like, he goes in, comes out, goes in, comes mm-hmm. out. And then now it's like the judge is like, fuck this guy, you know? Like, he's a nuisance to society. So he's going to be gone for a long time. I don't know what, but that's between then and there, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we had to deal with all that. You know through this whole course of going to world cup and doing this and and then coming back and then dealing with chris's mom and then just like you know back to back Like, and this is
0: all the last quarter of last year yeah
1: this is all november december january like Fuck. we're dealing with all of this you know so um that's what really set us back a lot but you know we pushed through like this is it, it it's obviously new, but it's not, uh, you know, it's challenging and stuff like that. But there's nothing that you can really throw at us that we can't get through. You know, we we always end up figuring it out somehow. You know, and um, that's why the, the the strength of my guys and my team are uh, second to none. I don't think anybody can do the same shit that we do. You know, and while having all these personal situations come up while we're still doing this and pushing through. You know, yeah. So building a car, doing that, which is was like, we lost complete motivation. I lost like complete motivation and, you know, I just wanted to just park it and just like, dude, I think maybe we should just take some time off, you know? But in fashion and FCS fashion, we're like, nah, man, we gotta, we gotta push through this, you know? So we ended up doing that and, and it worked out, but it was fucking hard as shit. I was by myself running a company that hundreds of people rely on me every single day to get product for their race car you know and i had to do that shit by myself you know for a long time
0: now before we get into um world cup and how everything went Mm -hmm. over there i want you to touch on that a little bit because i can yeah that was even
1: harder too right like we had to deal with all this and then we went to world cup and we just completely wiped out our stock we were just blowing up left and right and if anybody knows our team we didn't really do that for a while you know we figured it out we got our stuff together But we ended up just, I think it's because of the stuff that we were going through. We did a lot of overseeing on on our engines, you know? We just kind of slapped everything together and just went out there, you know? But we should have checked. We should have checked everything, like we always do. But we just did it because we were going through a lot, you know? So we just went there and we did our thing. And, you know, we reset our personnel best. We went to 821 at 184. And, uh... Considering at that time, I mean, we're two tenths off pace, you know, yeah. which is pretty fucking good from where we came from, you know, while dealing with everything. So we tried to reset it again when we came back home to go to Vegas. And, you know, we just we did the same thing over and over again for a while, you know, from Vegas two times and then coming back home and going to the Honda experience mm-hmm. and then hurting the motor again. Um, then now we're up until now because pretty much this whole season we got rained out you know every single race we went to or venue we went to got rained out multiple times like ifo's february event rained out the the reschedule i think was in may or something got rained out right or march i don't mm-hmm. remember it got rained out again so we were just like dude there's no time to test right and now we're <laughs> in the same place where <laughs> we have this last uh, ifo well i mean i guess hence rewind back to two weeks ago we went testing at Bakersfield and the car went at 33, 833 at 186. So we reset our personal best as mile an hour. We picked up two more and we found some extra horsepower and which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. But then we are plagued with transmission issues again. Like it's not shifting properly and Ed is having a tougher time of pulling out of gear and things like that. So we have, might have a selector issue or, or whatever it might be. We'll figure it out. But... Now, it's like we don't have a lot of time because World Cup is literally in three weeks, right? Till this day, like, where do we Is end? it? Yeah, we're, what, end of September? September 24th?
0: Uh, yeah. Five, yeah. four yeah. weeks yeah, a we month?
1: Have, we have basically, we're leaving on the 28th, so we basically oh, have a month. Shit. But we can't do anything right now because I have to run a business. Everybody works. <laughs> so we have to put the car, we put the car away in storage again, and we're going to just wait it out until we figure out, what we have to do but i'm confident enough with the guys that we have that are on board with us for so many decades you know like uh, rs machine helps us out with all of our engine builds and they're the best at what they do and almost you know they do everybody's engines really i mean even a lot of the guys that 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 supposedly do their own engines quote unquote yeah they're the ones who's machining them you know a lot of top end teams you know
0: so um for the car Ghost Rider, what version is this? Three?
1: Uh, I would say yeah, like probably two and a half. Okay. Know, three. It's the same so, car, but we we just basically move some ballast around. That's so
0: let, let's go ahead and break down um, the the members of your team and the uh, the companies that you work with to make that uh, to make your program possible.
1: Sure. Yeah. So we have RS Machine that pretty much does our whole short block assemblies, and they're out of. They're out of La Mirada, okay, California. Gotcha. Yeah. And then um, we have Darton Sleeves. It helps us with uh, our ductile iron sleeves that we need. And and then we have Arias, a longtime supporter over 20 years for us. Um, Pistons, Aries Pistons. Pistons. Yeah. Okay. Arias Pistons. And then um, and then we have Port Flow Design, which is Tom, and he's great at what he does. And in no fuss, no muss, he's he's the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows everything. So he's been doing it for 30 plus years super well experienced knows what he's doing so we use him and SuperTech, which is another great supporter of ours huge helps us tremendously i think SuperTech's one of the uh single companies that helps almost everybody yeah you know? they're really good at everything they they really put forth effort i i cannot i cannot express how much they actually put out there and they don't get credit for, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They they do a tremendous amount for the industry. And we were just talking about this the other day where they just end up getting crucified sometimes because a lot of the times people don't know how to use the product. And, you know, in valve train and in cylinder head development, those are probably one of the two key elements to making anything go fast, right? Like, it's a lot of moving parts and they all got to work in unison Mm -hmm. you know it's got it's like a harmony you know like if one keystroke is wrong it's all gone you know so um big shout out to super tech and martin and willie over there they they truly are one of the industry leaders and i truly commend them and you got to support companies like that because they give back they give back tremendously and uh yeah we have them and um you know, we have TurboSmart, which helps us out with all our boost issues and, and controlling boost, and and all their products are great. You know, so and Webcam shafts is a huge support of us. I think we're <clears throat> with them for over a decade now. Oh, well, a little under a decade. I mm-hmm. think it's nine years. But yeah, Lori, Faith, Melissa, all the, all the ladies over at Web, they're great. So if you guys guys ever need to make power you know (laughs) he call he call web yeah yeah so
0: and what about the guys uh that actually help you your team yeah chris uh
1: chris is our our well is my uh my partner in the in the in the race car portion of the of the company and um and then we have adrian adrian was always the 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 young guy, you know, yeah. he was the young guy. He's not so young anymore, but <laughs> yeah, he was the guy that, uh, we always had around, uh, dude, super smart dude, man. He, he's the foreman over at, uh, at BMW now. Oh, good for him, yeah, dude. So Hell yeah. He, he started from the bottom, worked his way to the top, and now he's the guy that, uh, pretty much runs the runs the joint hell so, yeah dude
0: i remember adrian yeah. from back in the day like yeah. i was saying yeah. Fernando days, <laughs> yeah, dude young dude deja man. vu days <laughs> I, think might,
1: I think he might be younger than you man uh, i think so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so crazy um but yeah and then we have kyle kyle used to um uh, i actually met kyle through uh facebook mm-hmm. he was one of my followers and then he ended up asking me for a job and that trickled down to him being kind of overqualified for what I needed at the time. So I pushed him over to uh, Mike at Race Proven Motors, which machines uh, some of the parts that we make on our product line and um, was very useful over there. Um, and we just established a great friendship between then and there. So um, I have him on the, on the race team. He doesn't uh, come out often but whenever he gets the chance to, he comes and helps us. Gotcha. Um, and then we just recently picked up Ryan, Brian from Goods Garage. Um, he kind of does his own thing solely. and But he's the guy. He's the kid that has enough balls to go drive to Maryland age day. Yeah. Religiously. Right? And by New himself. Hampshire. He yep. just went to New Hampshire in the summer himself. too. Yep. And that shit box Integra. (laughs) Yeah. And he fucking raises it and he drives home. That you know, it's fucking crazy, dude. It's bonkers. In
0: Maryland, dude.
1: he had to swap out
0: his motor
1: yeah. because he fucked up the motor the yeah. first day. And yeah. I said, dog. And he still sent it. Wow. He still sent it. You know, like most people would be like, nah, dude, like this is it. You know, like I blew up my motor and I can't I can't race on this one because this one's got to get me home. <laughs> He's like, nah, i must send that shit, you know?
0: Well, me looking at it from a responsible point of view, I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's probably not the best decision. But yeah uh it was, it was dope that he was made yeah. able to make that happen man shout yeah. out to him yeah man so, <laughs> he's
1: a good kid man he he's learning a lot um yeah man he's motivated he's passionate and that's all i really ask for you know yeah um, somebody that's really willing to put in the effort to to help drive the business to where it needs to be yeah um and that's I mean, passion is what does that that's know? definitely
0: a good foundation to have for yeah, sure
1: for sure you know you you put in you put in more than what you're what you're asked to do and you're going to go far anything in life you do you know yeah. what I mean? if you just exceed your exceed other people's expectations you're going to be in great shape so yeah we have him now um he's still learning the ropes he's only been with us in our second race mm-hmm. one of them was just the test and tune was so it wasn't at the level like that we need him at but he'll see real quick when it comes to world cup like yeah, just be ready.
0: <laughs> so do the guys have certain
1: tasks that they need to yeah, do? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we also have Tom. Tom's a old school guy too. Um, mm-hmm. Tom Jung um, used to work at Areas, used to work at J.E. Pistons. super knowledgeable guy, um, does some stuff over at RS Machine too. Um, he's the one that owns that pro front wheel drive car, that pro RSX. It's an orange RSX. It's a, basically a full on chassis car. Okay. Um, so that's Tom. Tom helps us out with the bottom end. So Chris is basically, his his role is, um, is basically he's the crew chief. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes decisions on what we should do, or what we shouldn't do. Um, and, you know, he he's pretty much the oversight on the bottom end and the top end of the motor. Um, I mainly do transmissions with Anthony Denalo at RS Machine. So I kind of oversee the transmission stuff, too. And the bottom, I kind of oversee everything, but the responsibilities is mainly Chris does the engine stuff. Adrian does more of the suspension and the tires and overall just anything maintenance related wise. And then Brian can also do that and fuel and and do certain other responsibilities that we have so that if something does go wrong, somebody has to take the responsibility of that. You know? gotcha. So um, ultimately it does land on my book. Um, I am pretty much the guy that says you know we're gonna send it like this or we're just gonna leave it like that so, yeah um i predominantly do the business aspect of it when we're at the track um catering to my clients or customers that need help from me personally so that's why i kind of stepped out of the driver's seat and put ed bergenholtz into the driver's seat yeah so ed can just focus on driving and tuning and i can oversee some tuning aspects too um but we don't help we don't pretty much ask for any other help out other than you know just doing it ourselves because you know I have I have satisfaction knowing that you know I might I might be able to ask other elite tuners that have been in the game that have hundreds of data passes and that can probably get the car to go really fast right now yeah um but there's no satisfaction in that for me i like doing things my way and I want to try to do it the way I want to do it so that the car so I have enough satisfaction to know that our team did it you know yes yeah. Pretty much we do everything on the car from paint and body work to I'm talking, building the car, fabricating it, painting it, um, changing engine configurations, tuning, you name it. There's no outside help other than what's in the four corners of our shop. You know, so um, I take a lot of pride in that. And um, I think the guys do, too. You know, like nobody can take that from us. A lot of guys that have top level teams have different tuners. Or have different guys building their engines or, you know, doing stuff like that. But all of our stuff is kind of like in a family circle that we've kept around for a long period of time, you know, kept close, you know. So um, I think we really benefit from that because everybody learns something. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you should always try to pick stuff up to apply to whatever else you're in life, you know. Like um, I treat it like that. So. Oh, yeah that's the that's the racing portion um
0: so uh when you added ed uh, bergenholz mm-hmm. to the to the program that was what maybe two years ago
1: i think so two three years i've uh, established a really good friendship with them um when i started working at battle in 2008 got right? you um i used to tech and do and oversee the racing operations portions of the battle the imports and it was a great learning experience because I got two sides of the spectrum, right? I got the racing aspect, and then I got the associations that put on the races, right? So um, I know what the racers want, and also I know what the associations want, right? So um, that's why I was like kind of like the always the guy to ask questions from, you know? Because I knew both sides of the fence, you know? And I, tried, I I treated it like to be completely unbiased, you know what I mean? Yes. Like where I'm a racer at heart. Mm -hmm. but i know how the associations work so i abide by those things you know what i mean so i don't step my boundaries over that because at the same time that just creates more work and more problems for the guy that actually runs the events you know whether it be jason miller ogs javier i have long relationships with these guys you know and obviously cliff from ifo which hence you know we have to have a talk about the way you run your events you know, (laughs) for a, for a racing operation, you know, like as far as a racing operations point of view, it's really difficult for, for teams like me and other high level teams to try to put on a show for their fans, for IFO fans because of the timeline, you know, they don't give us, they don't give us priority to get in the gates or whatever it might be, you know, so I hope that he can change the way he runs his his venues because i begged of him many mm-hmm. many years but it's just ultimately it doesn't fit quite well with the racers because we need time yeah you know what i mean we don't we understand that each event runs at a single day and he has to fill a 10 pound you know he has to fill a 10 pound bag with 20 pounds of shit, yeah you know? i get it you know so but at the end of the day I see it as a racer standpoint too, where at the level that we race at, it's physically impossible to do thirty-five minute turnaround times. It's just not possible. You know what I mean?
0: Like, wait, what do you mean thirty-five minutes like between rounds? Yeah,
1: once you make your pass, he wants you back in the staging lanes in thirty-five minutes. Oh wow! You know, m- motors are hot. You know what I mean? We're pushing over fourteen hundred horsepower. You know, we got to check the tires. We got to check a lot of things on the vehicle to make mm-hmm. sure it's safe. Right? These things are race cars. You know, this is not like no child's play shit where you could just jump in a car and go down the track and everything is fine and dandy. Yeah, You have tire problems, you have have delamination issues, you got anywhere from um, motor issues, things that need to be overseen before you could safely send somebody down the track without fucking killing them, right? Mm -hmm. These cars go uh, well above 180 miles an hour. You think about something that goes 50 miles an hour to zero will kill you. Mm-hmm. 180 is execution. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just understand that, you know? And to order in order to facilitate something like that on that level, you have to cater to those guys that put on the you know, put on the show because at the end of the day, we really are doing a whole lot, but there's got to be a give and take, you yeah. know what I mean? Like we want to we want to use your venues to go and race and do these things, but at the same time I'm not sending somebody down the track to cater around a certain timeline because that's just cutting corners. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like on a top level team, we're probably going to skip, you know, and that's, and that's just the gist of it. You might be able to carry around like those 950, you know, and under index classes that don't need that much servicing, you know, and hence I'm not talking down in any way, but it's just, it's just true. Yeah. Right. You just, you don't need as much maintenance as what we're doing you know what i mean all of us most of us are running really small compact water assemblies to you know very intricate engine programs where it needs time you know what i mean we need a time to check things you know what i mean and at that level that we're playing at you just can't do it in 35 minutes you know it's got to be 75 minutes 75 minutes is, is reasonable 55 minutes is reasonable 35 is no, man. Yeah, People were waiting in tech line for over two hours. You know? half 80% of the field wasn't even qualified because they're still stuck in tech and his qualifying was over.
0: So how much does this fall on IFO or Cliff? And 100% how much w- IFO. It, it wouldn't. 100%. It wouldn't. Nothing has to
1: do with Famoso? No. Absolutely not. Okay. Famoso just runs the schedule. Got I you. know Blake. I know the Bowser family very, very well. Got you. Okay. I express my feelings toward them too. And he's like, this is not our venue. We do what we're told to do. That's what we get paid to do. You tell us to do 15-minute turnaround times. We're going to do 15-minute turnaround times. You know, so it purely falls on Cliff. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to put Chris Cliff under the bus, but I'm not going to put someone in harm's way, especially a friend of mine that drives my car. Yeah. That we're overseeing stuff and hot lapping and eventually, you know, pushing a gasket or doing any of that and getting water on the drive tires. Potentially fucking killing him just because we don't have the extra fifteen to twenty minutes that we need to cool the car down. You know, I'm not going to do it. I'm yeah. going to park my shit. I told him straight up. I don't. I have no filter with that shit because I'm not going to put somebody in harm's way because of that. You know what I mean? And whether or not he likes it or not, it, the venue needs to change because yeah. guess what? The cars are getting faster every single year. They're never getting slower. It's a. I it, mean, the structure of the event. Yeah, okay. absolutely. You have to cater to it because at the end of the day, factory cars are fucking running amazing numbers. It's just the performance factor, the technology that we're putting in automotive industry right now, it's making leaps and bounds. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's all comes down to who controls that time about the turnarounds, you know? And I get it. He wants to finish early. He doesn't want to pay late. It's all business. It's It's all business hmm. at the end of the day. He can't tell me otherwise because I know how it works. Yeah, you know I mean, I've been there. I know how it works. And I, I highly stress to him that if he wants to continue, um, then just cater to the smaller guys. It's no problem for us. You know what I mean? We'll just use a one-two hit there and that, you know, we just won't enter into a class and we'll just raise test and tune. You know, that's not a problem. Yeah. But we just cannot put a show on for him like that. I just will not do it, you know? And maybe, maybe I'm fucking batshit crazy. You know, maybe uh, I'm just... Being spoiled like a spoiled little brat. You well, know? Wh- why would you even say that? Don't you have the Don't you have the experience? <laughs> to- I do have the experience, and that's why I'm talking <laughs> shit. You know, it's just it's just facts. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you could talk to every single racer. Okay, okay, will tell you that his timeline is fucking bullshit. Right? It just it is. You know, you go to OGS; it's much more classified to cater around the racer. You know what I mean? As much as they can be, right? They they resonate with racers to know that they need this time. That's why they have two day events. Why why had uh, on a business aspect? Uh, I'm I'm gonna say this at a complete unbiased as a business aspect. If you could make the same amount of money in 24 hours instead of 48, would you take the 24?
2: If I could, yeah, of course. Fuck yeah,
0: right. Yeah,
1: but that's the way the business model is run. You know what I mean? Well, but I- it's not catered. It's yeah. not catered to that safely, you know what I mean? You can't I do feel it at that
0: Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be back in one minute.
1: Yo, what's
3: up, fool? Make sure you check out Downstar for all of your dress-up needs. Get it poppin' over here We have all the kits for the K-series, the B-series, the transmission, the mounts, the engine, the toro, baby We have the hardware for the seats, for the stereo We got it for the speakers, we got it for the lug nuts, we got it for the air valves We got it for everything, dog. So you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com Or you call us up, fool You can even text us, lame, 818-937-3472 Just shoot us a text and tell us, what's up, dog. I need some fuck. Fucking this bitch. Hit us up, downstaring.com. Hey, and if you got an Instagram, slide in our fucking DM. At Downstar. Wait. Hit up the homie, Frank underscore Downstar. He's the one that takes care of all the DMs. Hit that level up and shoot him a message and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely. Now, do you feel
0: like... Um not only ifo but other events in the area do you feel like that's the reason why drag racing has moved to the
1: majority of the east coast and left the west coast um uh, i don't think so i think it's just predominantly better the east because of the way that the venues are carried you know what i mean it's just simple you know like um let's face it the the eastern seaboard has more races And has more quality races because they have, I guess you can say they have the clientele to back it up, right? Mm -hmm. Much more compacted than what California is. California, I consider California West Coast. Yes. Right? Oregon, Washington, and the upper states on this Western seaboard, they do have a great amount of support for the industry. but. A lot of the teams don't really play on that level on this side, right? Relatively speaking as a whole, right? You don't really have that many in the, you know, basically Mississippi West, uh-huh. right? We don't really have that many people that are just like high-end, top-level top, t- top level teams, you know? And if we do, they don't really have the races that, that can actually f- physically cater to them. And that's but why- that
0: happened somehow. So why sure. why why is racing more predominantly on the East Coast than it is on the West Coast when we, we have more have, of the
1: manufacturers here? We do not have the support of the venue. We, of the
0: of the people who are throwing the events. Mm-hmm. So you mean because there's not an established like an OGS event exactly. here on the West Coast? Absolutely. One hundred percent.
1: One hundred percent factual. And that's just, you know, not don't take anything away from Cliff. He does run extremely large amounts of events and i I appreciate that and i think that's great because we're all it's all give and take you know Mm i mean without cliff throwing his events without ogs throwing their events without jason miller throwing his events and all this this that or the other thing we're not going to run a business yeah our business is modeled to drag racing right so we just we want to continue right because we love what we do but at the same time, we have to continue safely. You know what I mean? So let
0: me ask you this, Jason. Since you have a good relationship with the racetrack, what's stopping you from throwing your own event? Yeah, and I've having, considered it a long time. And having investors and the connections that you have yeah, and the no knowledge doubt. that you
1: have behind it. No doubt it could happen tomorrow. But it's time. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to throw myself if I can't give it 100. You know what I mean? And at this point in time... Um, I'm too inundated with my business. You know what I mean? Like my business is my life. Yeah. You know, it's my baby. It's, Got like, you. it's like my child. It's like I feel me, you. me and Ed talk about it as like, uh, we, like I treat my business as my child. Mm-hmm. So I cater to it the most. I almost, I'm, I'm ashamed to say it, but I almost cater it to more than my children itself, my physical children, because at the end of the day, it does keep food on the table and keeps it going. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. You know what I mean? When people downplay my product because whether or not they know how to use it or you know there's you know there's some rumors or whatever people might try to spill onto me yeah it doesn't affect me in that way but it's like you you subconsciously affect you know the way i do things you know or not me myself but like as far as like you're throwing stones at my family, too. So how no, I, I, I totally
0: understand that. And uh, you know, I, I've so. been through the same situation where people don't understand that this is yeah. like how I feed my family. So yeah, when you're true. attacking me, it's this isn't really a separate entity. This yeah. is how my yeah. family survives. So exactly. if I take it personally, that's one of the reasons yeah, why.
1: I, I think we all take things personally, right? Yeah. And and there's a there's a saying that you know there's no emotion in the market, right? the market is the market and just demands what it wants Mm -hmm. and it doesn't give a shit about anything else. It's not gonna show up at your funeral. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's what I say all the time. So I I take it on the chin, but then I keep going. But then I execute more on other things that keep me busy and it's it's paying me off well right now. You know, so I don't I don't mind it. But hence to back to where, you know, the venue stuff goes. Yeah I mean I really wish that people can really put the shoe on the other foot and really see like, you know what I mean? On both sides of the fence. You know? Now
0: I know in the, um, in the East coast, uh, OGS events, I remember hearing that they would do, uh, meetings outside of anything that has to do with the event with the racers to get, um, you know, a feel for what's going on. Sure. Um, and that's great opinions from, Absolutely. from
1: racers. Is there anything like that that goes on here in the West coast? It used to, not anymore. Um, it used to be a thing that uh, Ron Bergenholtz made up. And Shout out to Ron. Yeah, Ron, man, he's uh, <laughs> he's the godfather, right? Hell yeah! I love him because he has no filter and he just tells it like it is, and it's great, you know. And sometimes you, I think all the time you should hear what you know. What I mean, what, I want to get him in
0: here, bro. He can what, smoke as many cigarettes as he <laughs> yeah, <wants to>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It, it's like what you need to hear and stop. You know and stop being the kind way of saying certain things you know what i mean like um like people were like trying to beat around the bush to not try to hurt people's feelings yeah and i fucking hate that because it feels so fake to me yeah i'm just gonna tell you hey dude you're an ugly piece of shit oh, you know shit. and that's just kind of like how it is you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean yeah, you know you know you know you when you're ugly man you're just uh just a negative ugly nasty person you know <laughs> And I tell that to people, you know, and I think that's why a lot of people dislike me in some fashion. <laughs> but at least they give me the respect to know that they, I'm not going to bullshit. Yeah. them. You know? so. <laughs> <laughs> I like Sorry, man. I just, I try to pull back that assholeness, but it's just me.
0: No, no it's cool, man. Stuff. And and you know what? It's really good for you to speak on this kind of stuff because yeah. I know you don't mean any malice towards Cliff don't. or IFO
1: or anything I, like that. I just want the industry to grow the way it should grow. You know what I mean? And be nourished the way it should be. It's just like a child. You yeah, know what I mean? definitely. Like even event and venues and business, yeah. anything in general. If you want the West Coast to still support you. You have to cater to the people that are supporting your events no matter what. Because at the end of the day, it's a customer-driven economy, dude. If you're going to fucking shit on your customers all the time, guess mm-hmm. what's going to happen? You're not going to have any more customers, right? The only reason people go to IFO is because we have nothing else. But the day that somebody comes along and says, this is the way the events are supposed to be run, yeah, it's going to hurt you yeah it will just with anything else man and the internet is a very big place it's a very big place and it can influence a lot of people very very fast you know what I mean and whether whether or not you like it it's happening it's happening today you know like you can have a up-and-comer that literally doesn't need to pull anything out of his pocket and create a business out of it yeah that fast yeah almost zero nope like pretty much zero overhead You know, you could do this shit out of your mom's basement. I don't need an office to go make events. Okay. I just need resources, which I have plenty of, you know. So I just I just really, really encourage a lot of guys that do the events because there's others than IFO. I'm not just putting IFO in, you know what I mean? But you really have to resonate with your customers, you know, Mm -hmm. and ask them what they want and then figure out a happy medium for everybody. You know what I mean? And I think that's why the OGS model works so well because he keeps his he keeps grounded but at the same time he caters to what his clients want yeah you know at the end of the day they're clients you know what i mean like people go to his events because they want to see cars and they want to see good racing and the only way to do that is to abide by the rules you know and i think that's why i, I can sit here and and with humility and say you know we've all been down that road. You know what I mean? Where we all act and fuss and and kick and scream for something that we want as an agenda, like that will fit that will fit our model, yeah. you know, personally. Mm-hmm. But reality is, it doesn't fit everybody. So you have to kind of level the playing field, you know. And that's something that needs to be discussed too, probably at a later time. But um, but yeah, I think safely, I, I think it's it's safe to say that. Things are going to need to change within the next, you know, 12 to 24 months. Because yeah. it's it's coming. Yeah. You know? uh, sport front-wheel drive probably will turn into a hot rod. The the history is now repeating itself. Yeah. You know, the 20-year term, which I say history repeats itself most of the time in racing every 20 years. Right? And we surpassed 20 years probably, well, almost about uh, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right? It was about the 10-year mark. Right? 20 years, it crashed. Um... You know, the, all the markets crashed, pretty much the economy in mm-hmm. 08. Now everything's kind of slowly coming back up. And now it's the greatest it's ever been, I feel, right? Yeah. And a lot of people that are that left the industry are like, damn, you're still drag racing? Like, is it still going on? Because I never left. Yeah. You know, I was always around, even the shitty times, you know? So it's the best it's ever been. And I think, like, the internet is a double-edged sword, right? It's good and bad. But you know, without the internet, I don't think we, we could be where we're at and progress the way we have. But at the same time, it does create a downfall too. You know, there's situations where people just execute others online for whatever malice or whatever reason that they have. Um, and that goes on with events too. Events, they all kind of almost fight each other sometimes, you know what I mean? When in reality they'd probably do much better working together. You know what I mean? As a as a whole, as an industry whole, right? Yeah, definitely. Like if they if they put their ego and their pride just aside just for a little bit and looked at the big picture, these guys would be making way more money and everybody else would be way happier. You know what I mean? As far as like the racer standpoint goes, the associations, the attendance, everything. You know what I mean? Some people want to be part of something, right? Yeah. Like everybody, it's human nature to try to be part of something. You know what I mean? Some people um, obviously make their own lane, right? And they create their own lane and they work with that, right? They stay their own lane. They don't mess with nobody else and they just do what they do. And there's others that want to join in on the fun. And instead of helping each other, they throw shade at each other. You know, because uh, for whatever reason, maybe controversy sells or whatever it might be. It's just it. at the end of the day, it never works. You know, you might get some notoriety and some attention and things like that of how the algorithms work online. And but ultimately, it doesn't it doesn't do anything good, especially lining your pockets. You know, it might might be good for the short run, but this fucking thing is a marathon. You know, what I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm in it 27 years you know, twenty seven plus years. I don't even remember. <laughs> but I've seen everybody come and go. I've seen a lot of people come and go. I've seen people come and ghost out. Yeah. You know? And I've seen people stick around and then they just move to different venues because they're tired of dealing with the you know, the the gyps of running a import business. You know what I mean? So I feel like the tide's changing, man. Absolutely. To be honest. It's um, shifting.
0: With it, within the last I'd say three years I've seen the community go from like you know extremely petty and me yeah, I was about to say you know oh me being God. involved in some situations yeah. to now um everybody kind of seen that like that's not really the best way to be representing ourselves yeah. because no matter if I have my business, you have your business, mm-hmm. whoever else has their own business at the end of the day. We are all playing in the same Sam, arena. Yeah, yeah. And if we don't all pump up this quote-unquote arena, there's not going to be anything else left for us. Sure. And um, yeah, there's still, there's still some changes that need to go on. But just getting back from H-Day and just seeing the, um, I'd say like the temperature out there. It's a lot better than it's been in the uh, in the past, and that has nothing to do with age day. It has to do more with community, the the personalities, the community, the camaraderie, and sure. you know the the tension
1: in the air. Sure. So and- yeah, within the last couple of years, obviously I can I can sit here and and fucking lie to your face and say that I don't recognize certain things, but I do, you know. And at the end of the day, what I really see is just a bunch of fucking kids acting up in just the most pettiest fashion. You know what I mean? Like if, if I tell this to everybody, man, if you would spend or allocate your time enough to try to put somebody down, then it, other than putting forth that type of effort into your own self yeah. and your own business mm-hmm. or whatever it might be, you wouldn't be in the place you're at yeah. fucking talking shit. You know what I mean? Because last time I checked, fucking kings don't fucking throw stones at fucking peasants. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it depends, it's all perspective. You know what I mean? Like uh the the I guess the negativity and like the whole like that shit was cool. You know what I mean? Like people did it because it was the cool thing to do. It was popular. To yeah. Be, it's easy to be negative. Yeah. It's actually hard. It takes a fucking extreme amounts of humility and effort to put, uh, give somebody positive reviews. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you go, like just say, for instance, you go on Google and you'll go like you look for a restaurant and you'll just see way more people talk shit than they would be saying this place is good to eat. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I go to certain places and I think it's great. The reviews say otherwise. You know what I mean? So it's not. It's like almost like a lot of people are not fact-checking like these stories, mm-hmm. right? And they're just like putting out this fucking slinging mud type shit. And you really got to be careful about those people because at the end of the day, most people that sling mud are the, really the ones that are the culprits. You yeah. know what I mean? Are the ones that are really throwing all the back shit out there.
0: You know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, from... Uh Looking at it through that point of view, you know, um, it really makes people on a, a different level, a higher level, more professional level. It makes them look at those type of people sure. in a different light. Absolutely. Now, if you're entertaining a younger fan base and you're rallying them up, hey, that's that's good and all. You know, there's your your fans right there. But mm-hmm. if you want longevity in this community, you're kind of turning off those people who kind of are the uh the ones that make all of this run sure so if they keep seeing you in the mud and in these certain situations sure sure they're yeah. gonna they're gonna think of you as that kind of yeah. person yeah. and i know i've been in that same position so many times yeah that maybe somebody that i could have worked with in the future now has a, a an idea of who i am as a person because some of the uh, situations i allowed myself sure to be involved and like i in. said
1: you know like we're all human, you know what I mean? We all make mistakes, you know. Like if we if we didn't make mistakes, we we'd be fucking robots, yeah. You know. So, um, but it's it's the, I guess it's the it's the self awareness to understand that you made a mistake, yeah. And that you confessed to it. To yourself, not necessarily to put it out in the open, you know what I mean, but to be honest with yourself and say, "Fuck, I fucked that up," you know. Like, and then
0: learning from exact, sure. leading from example, you know, Absolutely. and having yeah. what you've learned, uh, having that change with the way that you handle certain situations.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> you always have to look at it like that. You know what I mean? Because if you don't, then you're just as guilty as the guys that are fucking throwing mud at you. You know, like you're you're just making an excuse. to just say whatever you want to say and 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 reasonably say that's the truth you know but in reality you're really only hurting yourself you know yeah put bad shit out there because the energies that you put out in the world that's what you get back definitely you get back no matter what i don't know what kind of crazy (laughs) shit that goes on in the world but if like if you're if you're attracted to something that attraction follows back Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like when you put shit out there and that's bad or, like, has malice towards somebody or something like that. It's going to come back tenfold. And you're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Why is that, you know?
0: You know what's funny is that you're going to be the only one that knows that. Yeah. Nobody else is going to
1: know. But I've but, done it before when I've done but something. You think in your mind on a subconscious right level, when everybody happens. else sees the same thing that you see, which is actually... Uh, actually false yeah you know people don't know what you're going through unless you actually speak about it yeah and be transparent about your life but you know it's it's all exposed you know like when you see people write on things online or whatever like when i talk shit or whatever it's be- just because of the experiences that i'm going through right then and there yeah you know and i want to kind of just throw throw it out there so that maybe somebody else can use it as value you know yeah. what I mean? because at the end of the day we all learn every day, right? If you don't learn something at least new every day, you're not living your life. You know what I mean? This is not a fairy tale book and it's scripted. You know, everybody's lives are different. Everybody's experiences are different. It's just how you how you present yourself in those ex- experiences so that you can add value to somebody else's life. That's it. You know. So whether or not you sell parts or you throw events or you whatever it might be in the industry, right? Um, there's always a problem to solve. Right. And I think the main problem right now is everybody thinks they're fucking right. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody's situation, they think they're the right person. Yeah, You know what I mean? And it's just like, dude, just put away and just have some humility to say, look, man, maybe I'm not right. You know, maybe there's two sides of this story. You know, maybe this guy is that, that's talking shit is really not telling the truth. Yeah, You know what I mean? And it's just fact checking, really. You know, so I think at the end of the day... Um, people just really have to just, I guess, be kind to one another, right? Or, like, just treat others as you want to be treated, so to speak, right? Because if not, you're just going to get a whole bunch of fucking shit on your way eventually
0: so yeah within these uh past 10 years of being in business dude i've i've had my fair share of of online wars and and things like that dude and no matter if we came out positive or negative at the end of the day i still felt like shit yeah because it was a situation that i did not have to go through sure you know it affects time that i spend with my family it affects productivity at work and like i said it makes me look a certain type of way in the uh in the eyes of maybe somebody that i look up to or that I could work with in the future.
1: Yeah, I mean with anything you you really shouldn't look at things as far as like what who people perceive you as, you know, just be genuine. You know, what I mean, just be who you really are. And if you're that guy, then you're that guy. But at least you're genuine to yourself. You know, that's all that really matters. At the end of the day, you got to be good with yourself. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't really understand what that means it means like hey dude you really have to kind of do what makes you happy what sets you on fire and you'll have no problems yeah you know what i mean but when people throw shade that's not that's not who they are that's who they want others to perceive them as you know what i mean it's the internet man i don't live in the internet yeah you know? i go make my business and i leave and i and i focus on my shit you yeah know what I mean? like i tell other people it's like the amount of time that you focus on other people's shit, you're getting nowhere. You're not getting nowhere in life. And, and I think that can resonate with a lot of people that just for at least for our industry's sake, because I live there. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't do anything else other than import Honda shit right
0: now. Now, do you feel that um, I mean, I see this happen so much in the race community for a two part question. What do you think it is that you? Uh, causes so much drama and, and pettiness in the race community. And, um, what, what do you think can be done for every party to, uh, to change the the climate? I mean, things are changing, but I mean, it doesn't seem like it's changing fast
1: enough, man. Fuck. That's a loaded question, dude.
0: Well, you're the fucking OG. So <laughs> you better have the answer.
1: Uh, it, it's perception. Like, I don't know how you can change people's perception because most of the people has already made up their minds. Yeah. Right. When you have people making up their own minds, it's really hard to change that. You know what I'm saying? Like if you think the sky is blue, you know, I can't change the way you think about that being blue versus being green or being red or whatever color, Yeah. you know, like you, that's, that's what you think. That's what you believe. but, once you have life experiences that show you otherwise, then you're never going to change. You're going to always be that guy that always has a chip on their shoulder or whatever, you know. It's, it's really about yourself because nobody can control who you are except for you. You know what I mean? Even your family, you know. like Yeah. You know, your mother or your father or whatever it might be. You know, you, you set your own pace of what you want to do with your life. Many people take the left and maybe many people take the right. You know, who knows? Know it just depends on what you want to do with your life. So with pettiness, yeah, the fucking internet is petty as shit. You know what I mean? People live off of petty. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? People make money off of petty, which is completely fucking crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like I just don't, you know, like if a person (laughs) say for instance, a person cuts me off, I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. You know. But that's petty shit. Like it's not like they fucking hit your car. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, so you just like I just brush it off after a while, you know? But some people will literally come home and go, fuck that guy. You but know? why do like, you feel like it's so prominent in the in the race community? I think you just see it as that because that's all you're about. You don't see anything else, you know what I mean? Like if you compare apples to oranges, say for import community versus domestic community, everybody has their fair share of fucking pettiness. You know? But
0: I'm I mean not the import community in whole that's why i'm saying like in the race area sure
1: itself let's just say let's just say the internet exposes everything right like it's just there to expose people so the pettiness comes from people being part of something right because like we were talking at lunchtime is is it's human nature to try to be a part of something when when whether or not it'd be from being petty online to supporting one guy versus the other yeah or whether it be you know an association versus another it's all fucking relative you know what i mean it's all pettiness shit that goes on behind closed doors and then it gets exposed online and then you really treat see the true colors of the person and then you just like you make a decision whether or not to support that or not yeah you know what i mean but i don't support shit other than people that want to go racing you know like i really don't yeah i don't i I have too much on my table to to view other venues, you know, right now, right? So all I do is live within my space, within my means, you know? So and I cater to the ones that really just cater to me. You know what I mean? Uh, and I try to and I try to exceed their expectations, you know what I mean? Instead of trying to win somebody else over. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not online trying to win anybody over. You know, I'm doing my shit and at the end of the day I go home and I'm happy. You know, I, I accomplished something. I made some progress today. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't sit online all day and just fucking banter back and forth with somebody that fucking is not doing anything for me. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of the times is is how it, it snowballs into this effect of maybe changing other people's perception on the import community. It's because the notoriety that negativity gets, you know? It's just like with anything, like, reality shows or whatever. You just watch a bunch of people in fucking the Jersey Shore doing dumb shit. And yeah. you just, oh, like, just watch the shit, like, being stupid, you know? Yeah. It's just weird. Like, uh, it's just weird gray zone of not being productive. You yeah. Know? Like, I see people, like, I had this discussion with one of my friends was, like, you know, like, like, this whole... This whole drama between two people, right? And I think most of you guys know, but I'm not going to even put it out there because it's old news, right? But I just want to set it as an example. It's like some people will come to me and say, which side are you on? I'm on my motherfucking side, (laughs) right? Yeah. I don't give a fuck what they're doing, right? At the end of the day... I'm doing what's best for what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't need to spend or allocate time on anything else. I'm focusing on my shit. That's why I went from a fucking 20 foot cubicle garage to a fucking 3800 square foot shop in fucking less than six years. yeah, you know like I'm just focused on my shit. And I told these people was like, and they run businesses too. And I said, dude, if you allocated your time, as much as you do about this question you're fucking asking me, I should be asking you for a sponsorship. Mm-hmm. I don't need, I, you know what I mean? A lot of people approach me and go, Hey, hey, you know, can you help me out? And I, and I help a lot of people out, you know? And that's why, you know, we, we are who we are right now is because we give back. You yeah. know what I mean, we, we love the, we genuinely love the community. We take it all in stride, good and bad. You know what I mean? I don't fucking care. Like it doesn't, It doesn't do anybody any good to keep riding that train to a point where you're hurting somebody else. Because at the end of the day, they're only hurting themselves. And I tell people all this all the time. I said, dude, you're spending a lot of time with this bullshit. Yeah. When you could be fucking next leveling your fucking own business. You know what I mean? Like... There are certain businesses out there that's been around for a decade and they're still in the same place. Yeah. They're still doing the same bullshit because they're spending too much time on the fucking internet with bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That bullshit is not putting an extra 10 pairs of shoes on on your kid's feet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm blessed enough to go anywhere I want to go and my kids can get anything they want. And I don't even have to fucking flinch. You know what I mean? Like if you want that shirt, go ahead. I'm yeah. a couple, you know? It's it's not a problem for me. You know what I mean? But I deserve, my kids deserve that, I deserve that because I work my fucking face off. I don't fuck with nobody. I just do my shit, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of people need to realize that in this community because a lot of them are stagnant. You know what I mean? Like if I look at the picture as a whole, nobody's doing anything innovative anymore. Nobody's doing the fucking cool shit like where we used to do back in the day. You know what I mean? Inventing the wheelie bar, um, new piston designs, new rod designs, new fucking cylinder head development. New, uh, You know what I mean? All yeah. these guys that are paying attention to that and doing that, look at them. They're fucking building multi-million dollar businesses while you're sitting behind the fucking keyboard going, whose side are you on? Motherfucker, go get yours. Stop worrying about what he's doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? At no, the end of definitely. the day, it's like... You're wasting your fucking time like you can press the reset button and do it all over again. You got one fucking life. You can't do it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're gone. You're gone. You're either gone, you're here today, and you're gone today. You know what I mean? I can go home, I can leave this podcast, and I might not make it home. You got to live your life like that every single day, man. This shit is not a game. And these people are playing fucking Pac Man online. You know? Yeah. It's so weird. You being a respected
0: member, of the race community um, not just here in the west coast but overall what would be some um, advice that you could give uh, not only of the recent events but just everything that's gone on this year it seems like every month there's there's a different show and the internet moves very fast and i i know that uh, most of them are going to be listening to Mm -hmm. this for hints of somebody talking shit or something you know and you're not going to find that here yeah because like I want everybody to succeed I wish everybody listening right now whether you love me or you hate me I wish you guys succeed I wish you the best and I wish you happiness within your life because whether you have happiness or sadness within your life that has zero effect on me yeah you know but in my heart I would not wish to bad on anybody absolutely you know? you but can. it just seems like there's a real lack of ogs in the community who, take uh, responsibility for what is going on and try to rectify situations sure. and to, sh- to be a better uh, leader of example.
1: Yeah. And, so, I, and I tried to do that. You know what I mean? I reached out to people and tried to make sure that uh, they get their, you know, they, everybody wants to get their two cents in, right? Yeah. Everybody wants their agendas filled in some type of way. Right. So you, it's a sensitive subject, but at the same time, I think um, as long as they can really have enough humility to sit back and go, "Yeah, I'm, I maybe fucked that up," you know? Yeah, I think that's progress, right? Yeah, you don't definitely. Don't necessarily have to have to say sorry or whatever. That's on you. That's your prerogative, you know. But um, yeah, man, it's it's tough, you know. I I really don't have an answer for that. You know, you just kind of. As I don't consider myself OG because there's a lot more people that came before me. You know, I was the one that was watching the OGs.
0: Came before you, but are not active in the community still.
1: Sure. I guess you could say that. Um,
0: Because there's definitely a lot of people just like in in music, the rap community. You know, there's certain rappers that came along and they're not around anymore. So I can't look at them and give them the same respect for somebody who has... Come into it and stayed in it, like yourself. You say you've been sure. in 25 plus years, and you're still in it. You're still innovating. You still have a <laughs> successful business. So if you're <laughs> not gonna call yourself
1: that, you that's don't what have I just said I don't follow me, man. I'm stupid. You know, I should have. I should have went to fucking you know as <laughs> much as i hate to say it drifting fd or whatever you know i <laughs> just made a fucking million dollars you know like fuck, man. i should have followed steph's idea you know i like god hey damn, steph's killing it right now dude it. his youtube like, videos are fucking him. on fire man yeah, shout man. out to papadakis he's, he's yeah he's doing it man i'm so like i can't say i'm proud of him but uh, you know i am yeah you know, i'm like he's the guy that still stuck around and i think a lot of a lot of older guys, there are a lot of OGs, so to speak, really look up to him because he still did stick around and he's doing it, you know, yeah. like, you know, a lot of those guys have regret in their heart just mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, and just said, damn, I wish I fucking stuck around, you know, and a lot of guys do that. And, and I know that because like the OG West Side Racer kind of forum that we have for cater to the OG guys, the older guys kind of like me and even the older generations before me are in there and they always talk about the past you know yeah and when you always talk about the past that means you have some type of regret to where you should have you could have continued yeah right but you know life happens you bills you know, need to be paid and you need to go in other venues to get that done right so uh, that's no disrespect to them and And I wish all of them nothing but success. And a lot of times they, it's strange because they hit me up and they're like, dude, man, like, that's so dope that you're still doing it, you know? I'm like, you know, they're like, I can't believe like you, you could do something still with the Hondas, you know? A lot of times the, the Honda brand or the, the culture in itself is really frowned upon as far as like, like being a financially sound business, you know, between catering to the hondas right because hondas is normally more of a affordable brand and more people that it is driven by price right yeah which i wanted to touch upon that too is because a lot of these manufacturers that do and that cater to honda performance really don't need to cater in that fashion to run a business you know what i mean like at the end of the day manufacturers and and retailers control the market you know what i mean it doesn't matter like at the end of the day let's just say give an example like you know what certain parts cost right Mm -hmm. and you know it's driven by price right because nobody wants to buy something that's not worth of that value right so but a lot of people downplay that so much where they'll get tunnel vision because they don't like another retailer or whatever it might be right so they'll continue to to try to steal that customer yeah but in reality all you're really doing is hurting yourself and your business and the manufacturers and everything else right so it all trickles down but if everybody kind of was like look man this is what it's supposed to be and just stick to this if the demand is there, they'll buy it for whatever amount of price that you set the price to. Get what I mean? Yeah. It's like, why downgrade your product when you know that your product is this, this of value?
0: You know? You know, it's funny that you just mentioned that I was having this conversation with somebody um, last weekend. And uh, when we first came out with the Spike Lug Nuts, mm-hmm. that was like such a new and innovative product that nobody's ever really sure. had on the market, right? No. So I knew how much it cost me to make it. And general businesses, you want to make a certain percentage to sure. make it worth it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So we were selling the spike lug nuts, guys. If you if you've known us for a long time, you you can uh, contest this. It's three twenty five for a set of twenty. Right, that was the market price, three hundred twenty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, um, all these other companies wanted to come in and you know copy the product, whatever. You know that's just how business works. Sure, but they dropped the price all the way to maybe like seventy-five bucks mm-hmm. or something like that. And if there was. If there was a general respect, and you know, if they were smart, <laughs> yeah, they would have cut my price by whatever a hundred bucks. Yeah, sure, and still would have been killing it, dude. And that's kind of the way that I see it: is that people's, um, people let their self get in their own way, than to to actually see the future of things. Like, hey, okay, sure. if this is the market price, if the market is willing to pay three twenty five mm-hmm. for this one product, they'll definitely pay two fifty. For it. Yeah. We're gonna steal that dude's customers or have a better value than them and we're still gonna be making X amount.
1: Yeah. I think people that have business models like that are just the ones that are just having holes in their boats and they're just slowly sinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um that's why I I generally if you notice us within the last ten years, we don't really sell. Like, put on sales. You know what I mean? Like yeah, hell this, yeah. This year, we did two. You know? Like, I've seen guys that do uh, a fucking first of the year sale, Martin Luther King sale, <laughs> fucking 4th of July sale, spring sale, April Fool's sale, <laughs> motherfucking Labor Day sale, you know? Memorial Day sale. It's like, dude, what the fuck is he? Like, you know what I mean? Like... This is not Macy's, motherfucker. We're not selling clothes, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, this is a specialty brand that that we have the privilege to do. You know what I mean? This is not a, this is not a right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. building cars is not a right. It's a privilege. You know what I mean? You spend your hard-earned dollars to set your car apart from everybody else. That's all it is. Yeah. Right. Like, you go for the performance factor or you go for the look factor. Right? Yeah. We don't have to change our exhaust. We don't have to put on those fucking wheels. Yeah. We don't have to be gen. We can put, you know, you can. It's your prerogative. It's your car. You buy rotas or you buy Mugens. They I don't, don't even have to use anything that we sell because yeah. anything that Downstar sells yeah. is yeah. you could just drive your shit That's yeah it. you know what
0: i mean like what what companies like that show me is that they're not confident in their product and absolutely. their product That's is not moving exactly what i'm saying and it's blatantly obvious to somebody who knows business mm-hmm. and when i see companies doing sales over and over and over all that says to me is that yeah. nobody's paying regular price sure. for this stuff and they're probably not going to be around no. for much longer
1: yeah And that's the case, you know what I mean? Or they just go ahead and infringe on another product and then they'll just keep looping over, you know? Like there's companies out there that fucking infringe all the time, you know? And it's just kind of like you see the business model and you see that they don't ever come out with anything of their own. You know what I mean? They're just pretty much knocking off somebody else and just changing it up a little bit, right? And you look at that and you go, okay, I get it. You know, they want to cater to a certain market or whatever, and then they keep up the demand because they need to keep up the lights. You know, they need to turn the lights on. Yeah. Right. But it's just I think it's just one of those things that every industry has to deal with. Right. Whether it be the, the fashion market or, you know, the automotive market. It's all relative. It's all the same shit, right? One person comes out with something, the other person knocks it off, changes the color and says, ooh, latest and greatest, innovative. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, it's not. You know what I mean? It's like not even your design. You just took something and ran with it, you know? And
3: yeah. that
1: to me is not worth of any value. You know what I mean? If, if you're really genuine about it and you want to stick around for a long time, make your own shit. Yeah, you know I mean? Make your shit yours. And then go all in. Chips all in on the table. You know what I mean? And it is... It's just kind of like a weird gray zone. Like a lot of people don't know because a lot of people don't know the history. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they just, the internet is so fast moving. It's like one person puts up a post and it's like innovative. And you're like, dude, we did that shit in 94. You know what I mean? There's nothing innovative about it. We just bring it back up to market because the market, we were way ahead of its time or yeah. whatever it might be, been. Right? So, but others are just like, see it and then they will just copy it. You know what I mean? Or just... You know, do a little bit different just be like, oh, you're, you know, innovative, you know? Like, no, yeah. it's not, dude. It's like that was such and such as brand, you know what I mean? Or yeah. this and that's brand. And you're like, dude, come on, man. Have a little bit of integrity, you know what I mean? Have some self-respect for yourself and for the other guy, you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. have to be that way, you know? It's, uh, it's like just a little bit of brain power to just change it up, just a little. You know what I mean? It's like that doesn't take much at all, you know? It's kind of... I don't know. It's a weird gray zone for me. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I've always done shit hard as shit. Like, I think that's why people just don't even want to walk in my lane. Because they're like, that's just way too much trouble. Yeah,
0: too much details to it. Yeah,
1: don't do that. That, That's retarded. You know, that's stupid, you know? Yeah. And I don't want to be, like, disrespectful saying that, you know, whatever. But it's like, it's true, though. It's like, what's the... What's the last thing that you've seen somebody do that was like, holy shit, that is fucking, damn, that is fucking cool, you know? Yeah. The last thing I've seen in the automotive industry was 3D, mm-hmm. like people 3D printing fucking parts, gotcha. you know, like, like headers and cylinder heads and, you know, turbo equipment or whatever it might be, like, you know what I mean? That is unbelievable like, like that's way that's some spacex type shit yeah. you know like a vein instruments and the guys over at specialty welding supply and uh chris Port. he's he's doing it man it's like so far ahead of the game it's crazy you know yeah. like the shit that i seen that i can't even tell you you know what i mean like people if i told you you wouldn't even believe me you know what i mean like that's how crazy it is you know like dell west engineering and those guys and hpd there's a they're so far ahead of the game. It's those are the guys that I look up to, you know. That I try to, that I try to, you know, follow their business model and making something innovative and yeah. out of scratch. You know what I mean? Like literally out of scratch and not just taking a factory part and modifying it. You know what I mean? Like literally just making something out of nothing. who's like this is this is latest. Yeah. So look at now, now Whoa. I'm
0: glad that you mentioned that dude. Um, I know there's a lot of people listening that look up to you and what you've accomplished in your career of drag racing and as a business owner. But, um, who are some people that you look up to past or present in the community that you think are, uh, like good role models of the future of the import community?
1: God, it's so hard. You know, like I'm, I think I'm cut from a different uh, we I guess we're all cut from the same cloth, but my pattern is much more complex. Mm-hmm. You know? So I was fortunate enough to have friends that work at HPD, that work at Honda R D, that you know, at Dell West Engineering and H you know, like just crazy, crazy companies, you know what I mean? Like I had the opportunity to actually walk through. You know yeah. what I mean? Nobody not a lot of, you can't go, you can't go to Del West and say, Hey, can I, can I walk around here? They're like, no, dickhead. This mm. is like top secret level shit gotcha. you know, in the motorsport world. You know, they, they're the ones who create, you know, F1 valve train, you know, they were the creators of the pneumatic valve ring and like shit that you wouldn't even think of that still isn't used today in the market, mm-hmm. you know? And I had the opportunity to go through there, just like the opportunity to go through a vein instruments and printed metal, you know, like. They have the largest printing metal facility, I think, on this side of the hemisphere. Like other than the UK, these are the guys that do it. Yeah, and I have, and I can walk through there like with no problems, you know. And so I have the opportunity to work with engineers like that, you know what I mean, and see and develop product, and then I use those ideas and go, I can do that too, you know what I mean, and. But that's what I want to put out to the market. I want to put out something that is, like, intrinsically fucking crazy. Like, it could be timeless 10 years from now and be like, whoa, that's cool. You yeah. know, like, nobody's doing what, what at least what I'm doing yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's just, you know, I wish that people will have enough drive to do their shit themselves. And there's a lot of guys that are doing it right now. Or at least trying to. And I commend them. And I'll help them whenever they, that It's possible to help them. You know what I mean? Changing the game. You know what I mean? Like doing something new, doing something different, you know, is what I resonate to the most. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of cookie cutter shit. Yeah. And you could see it within the last five, six years. Everything's been kind of like the same shit on cars. Yeah. Same different things here and there, you know? It's like not different, you know? And that's why I try to keep my business model kind of like the Apple. You know what I mean? I have the same product, but I better it every time every time i won't leave something alone yeah you know what i mean i'll wake up four in the morning because my fucking hamster reel of a brain does not stop like it i'll wake up four in the morning and i'll put it in my notes and then i'll go back to bed you know and i'll use that idea later in my business model but it's kind of like i wish others would do that that same thing instead of going oh this guy's killing it let's just knock this guy off you know yeah and then we could take a little bit of a piece of that pie and it's weird because it's kind of like, you know, you guys are supposed to be smart and do things on your own, but you can't. You know, it's just really strange, you know? And um, I think the industry just wants easy right now. You know what I mean? They're, everything is so easy and they don't want to make it their own. They just want to have Lego cars and just put it together. i was just like uh, X guy or XYB and I want to just be that guy, you know? And I just like, so, no. But do that... what you're doing, you know, like Big Mike and. Those guys in the car scene, they're doing shit on their own lane, and that's why they are who they are. And that's why people look up to them. Anybody can do the same thing. Just got to stare at shit long enough to go, maybe I could do that, you know? Yeah. And put in the effort to do that. You know what I mean? You could take a similar product, and you could still change it up. You know what I mean? You can buy a product and say, I want it this way, though. And then you could physically change it. And then you could probably make a whole different product from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just takes that first step, you know what I mean, to do that. And that's kind of like how I do things, you know what I mean? Like I look at something and I stare at it along and I'm like, Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go all the way. I'm going to finish it. Whether it takes one year or two years or whatever, it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of how I run my business model. I still have maybe six or seven products that I still like to release that nobody has seen yet. Yeah. Um, but maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't. You know, it's just one of those things. It's just it's uh I'm looking to other venues already and I'm already moving and making those moves. So I'm probably on the the last bit of the Honda stuff for me. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, yeah. And it's probably gonna be some news to some of you, but uh most of the guys know that I'm I'm already making moves into other manufacturers, you know, stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So what's your main reasoning for that? Um, just growth, really, you know, like there's, it's almost like, I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal, but it's almost like I don't have the competition to keep going into something that, that doesn't have anything there for me anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to be passionate about what I do, right? Yeah. I want to wake up and fucking do the best ability that I can do. And I just think that the Honda community doesn't appreciate the fact that, you know, you have people like, you know, me and other people that do these things day in and day out and try to put out a product that is fucking badass. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just downplayed. You know what I mean? So I'd rather just kind of keep my product line the way it is right now. There's gonna be some new changes to different ones that we have already had. Uh, actually, major changes. But um, once that comes about, then yeah, we're gonna move to other venues because we, we, at least I feel right. I, I always say we because I don't want to leave any of my guys out. Yeah. But really, it's the decision of myself that I want to move into other venues because I'm getting older. I like better things, right? I like better cars. I like you know. Mm-hmm. I like what I like, you know. So um there's certain goals and stuff that I want to achieve in in my time here as far as like the automotive industry goes and one of those goals is to do stuff with Porsche and do stuff with bmW and and those at, at a manufacturing level gotcha not like as a specialty equipment level yeah you know what I mean like what I'm doing now so yeah my gears are shifting pretty quickly and that's gonna happen within 2020 like within next year so yeah i have like six other products left that i'm gonna pretty much focus on trying to finish and then just let everything run like a well old like a well-oiled machine and then move on to other stuff you know so yeah but you know that's that's when you know, you have to have the right people in place. You know, and I kind of get—I'm getting there. You know what I mean? So, 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 can you give us a, a
0: tip on what parts you might be coming out with in the future? Probably not. <laughs>
1: Um, All right. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> you know gonna, the guys
0: are listening with their notepads right now right? They're fucking going to be pretty <laughs> cool
1: though. You know? At least for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's satisfaction for me. It doesn't have to be for everybody. Yeah. Like I said to everybody, uh, what I make, it's not for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what I make is for the serious hardcore drag racer that knows what they're doing. You know what I mean? And a lot of them um, can learn and do what we do and understand why we do things with our product and why we make them a certain way, but most of them, their egos are so big that they won't listen and they just want something that is bolted in and go, you mm-hmm. know? And I don't, I'm not with that, you know what I mean? I love to make my shit its own. That's why our car is what our car is, you know? You don't, you're not gonna see a ghost rider out there Yeah, that has the shit that we have. We have one of one, you know? nobody can make the header that we make Nobody can do the fucking intake manifold that we have. Nobody has the front end that we have. Mm -hmm. Nobody has the, you know, the parts that we try to run and put on the car, you know, as far as, like, chassis-wise, right? Yeah. But as far as, like, the development of suspension, that's my forte. So anybody can buy the same shit that's on my car, you know? Like, that's literally bolted on my car is what I sell, you know? I... It's funny how we were talking about that the other day. There was one guy that was complaining that the part didn't fit on his car. Yeah, We took that same exact part and we sandblasted it and put it in my car. And that fucking car is running. Now Obviously, you see it. It's performing, right? That same part that that guy complained that did not work for him is now putting down like 139, 140, 60 foot consistently. No problems, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, well, this thing is this way or that way. I don't feel that that's... That's how it should be. I said, sure. Let me just get it back. Here's your money back. You know, that part is on my car. Just so that I just want to know for confidence of my own self, because I put a, my heart and soul into every part that I sell. So I take that part and I put it on my car and I go, here it is. This is yeah. what you said that didn't work for you. You know, and they're like, they can't say shit. They're like, fuck, he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that that's just that that's for me. You know what I mean? I don't care for anything else you know like as far as a customer standpoint i want everybody to far exceed and be happy with the product that we have you know if not just give me a call we'll fucking take care of it no problem you know what i mean yeah but that's the game we play we play with people that don't know much that don't want to listen that don't want to learn You know, and it's discouraging almost. You know what I mean? Now, do you feel like this was a a natural
0: progression, or do you feel like things that have has happened turned you away from the Honda community? No,
1: I don't think so. If it turned me away, I should have done it a long time ago. You know, but it's just when you get older, you want to play with different toys. Got you. You know, that's all it is. It's just my own personal thing. Like, I don't have to do Honda shit. Yeah, I don't have to do cars. (laughs) Yeah, like. I, my other passion that I'm going to run into is the food game completely different from what that's my second really yeah my second event um business ventures into food so after I finish what I need to finish here you know in the in the automotive realm of things and then move into a totally different manufacturing area um yeah I'm already starting the food thing like I'm kind of you know dotting my eyes and crossing my t's and Making sure the P&Ls are right and making sure like, you know, the cost of entry isn't high. Yeah. And then we're going to try it out. And obviously, it's all going to be a lot of work. Nothing is going to be successful without a noxious amount of work. Yeah. But I think I can handle it, you know. Yeah. Um, so I want to get into that. And um, that's pretty much where, you know, give and take. You know, I'll always be in the, in the automotive industry some way or another, I feel. But who's to say that the food game is not going to blow up in my face, and I'm just going to be completely out of the automotive game and just say fuck it?
0: Is this going to be uh, like a brick and mortar or like a no, catering yeah, kind I of? Yeah, I think
1: we're going to do food trucks first. For t- food trucks. Because it's low overhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the risk involved in it is very low, yeah. or at least for in my eyes it's low. You know, and um, I think I can, I think I can do it. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I am pretty confident in my cooking, Hell yeah. my culinary skills. So, um. I don't know who was talking about it at,
0: at H Day. They were talking about your uh, your pit at World Cup, dude. Hundreds
1: of people <laughs> walk through my shit, dude. Like, like for instance, if Jason Miller allowed me to <laughs> allowed me to sell food there, I would fucking close their concession stand in three hours. Is that a conversation you guys have had? No, that's you just should. The, that's the conversation I have in my own mind, but. You know we'll see where it goes you know i'm not going to try and step on anybody's toes but you know i'm my pits always open to everybody you know what i mean like every yeah. time i go anywhere in any racing venue um hundreds of people come to us and say do you have this or do you have that and we don't even shy away from them you know like you need it it's all good you know even the people that necessarily don't even like me mm-hmm. you know Come to me and go. Hey, you know, have some. <laughs> I look at them a little funny and go. Fucking here you go. You know, like, you're like holy shit. Yeah, he is cool. You know, yeah. like I had a bad perception about him, but, you know, that's that's what it is. You know, I mean, people live in the internet too much. I think
0: that's one complaint that I did hear um, about, uh, like fellow racers is mm-hmm. that they um there's kind of like a click and if you're not
1: part of it they'll just that's strange
0: yeah did you is that a real thing because i'm just hearing yeah, this from
1: absolutely that's a weird thing mm-hmm. you know like that's that's somebody's model that actually put it out there then was really controversial that people didn't resonate it did resonate. didn't resonate at all with anybody everybody's like fuck that guy he said that you know and it was like it was a shock to the community but it was really more so like you know I feel like it was more of a marketing thing, but then it kind of became reality for a lot of people, you know, because I don't see what goes on. You know what I mean? I'm just focused on my shit. Yeah. You know? And when people come to me in my pit, I help them. Yeah. No matter what, anybody can come to my pit. Most of the t- time, these guys send people over that that didn't like me or whatever and send somebody else to yeah. so that they can, so I can help them. and feel like it's just for them. But it's really that they're just pawning it off to somebody else that doesn't want to have the, the ego to, to come over and say, Hey, dude, you know, you think I can, you know, give me a hand on this? yeah And it's weird. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, we're all racers at the end of the day. I don't treat anybody differently. I tell everybody that. I'm not a big dog. I'm not a small guy. I'm not anything. I'm just a guy that just loves racing. You yeah know what I mean? And if you're the guy that I'm racing against next round and you need something from me... You need my fucking engine? Here you go. You know, I have a spare. Go run it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But just be sure that you're going to compensate. Like, you're going to compensate. Yeah, after, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, it's just one of those things. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I move differently like that when it comes to racing. But I think people are too much in the, their, you know, the, they're too much in their emotions when it comes to that. You know what I mean? And I get it. We're all passionate about what we do. Yeah. You know, but... At the end of the day, words are just words, man. People just do stuff... you know rash and just don't do things without thinking it through first yeah with
0: that said man shout out to four piston dude because every time i'm always at the event they're always very welcoming and they for sure they um they make me feel welcomed in their pit and uh, i like to walk around the whole event and check out whatever's going on and sure i mean i feel a a lot of um a lot i get a lot of stares you Mm -hmm. know And, and granted you know i probably should from things that have happened in the past but it's just—it's uh, not a really welcoming feeling, and it's—I mean, for me, I'm—I'm I'm an outsider. But to hear that come from other racers makes me think like that's—that's that's kind of uh, weird. I think I—I I would think that everybody would have like a sort of uh, mutual respect it, for yeah, each other. But
1: that's the way it is. You you're overthinking it too much, really. It, you really are. You know what I mean? Like everybody has an agenda, but when it comes to that like you shouldn't have any feeling of weird like you know you shouldn't have that feeling that you can go down someplace and not have the same feeling you have when you're at home you mm-hmm. know what i mean so we're all kind of doing the stuff that we love just because you go to some place where the internet can you're really getting controlled by outer you know outer conversations or Ass- assumptions. Yeah, you're assuming a lot, right? You're assuming the fact that they're looking at you because of this or because of that, and that goes back to what we just had a discussion with. Was <laughs> like it's all in your mind. Yeah, you know what I mean it's all in the mind. So I I don't know how I did it, but the way I do things is I just don't care. I really don't care. Which I can walk down any fucking street or any sh- a venue or whatever. And not think twice about it you know mm-hmm. what i mean i'm just where i'm at you know i don't it doesn't matter if i'm doing shit here or in kentucky yeah you know i'm the same guy all the time it doesn't really matter for me and whatever any you know, of whatever anybody other people out there in the venue or whatever think about me i just don't give a fuck. I i don't right i just do what i do and make sure that i cater to the people that support me and that's it that's all i'm there for you know and i love racing so i watch racing i'm i'm the guy in the stands as yeah. well as the guy in the pit you know what i mean i love it Like yeah. it just it's just something that i grew up doing for pretty much 80, i guess you could say like 80 percent of my life is i've been around racing you know like since i was five yeah i'm 39 now you know so that's it is what it is you know pretty much pretty much my whole life i've been around racing so i'm blessed you know, I don't think a lot of people got to do that. You know, I, I seen and did a lot of things, you know. So that's why I'm like, uh, it might be coming to that crossroads where I'm going to be changing up. Got you. Right? you. Cause yeah. I, I've done all I can for the Honda community. You know what I mean? I think I paid my dues. You yeah. Know? So I'm ready to see what the next step is. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. I, I'm always going to be around it. I think still to this day, a lot of the guys that started it, you know, a ton of guys started with the Hondas and they moved on to BMWs or whatever they're doing. You know what I mean? They're, they're just doing other, other things, but they always come back. Oh fuck. I wish I could go back drag racing. Even Steph, like Steph comes back and he races his daily Subaru, like at IFO, you know? Oh really? People don't even know, like he's there. You know what I mean? People don't even like this generation doesn't even know who Steph is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And like, I was fortunate enough to bring ed back into the seat yeah right? that's prestigious to say dude i raced the NHRA two-time champ like that's cool you know what i mean like you could physically race like a john force of the import community you know what i mean like i think that's cool yeah people might just blow it off like oh whatever you know but for me it's it's cool and that's all that matters
0: it's- well because you understand the significance of it of i course. mean to to me i, I- lived it yeah, I I wasn't around when all these guys were racing or mm-hmm. part of the community. You know, I got into the community about two thousand seven. So anything yeah. that happened before that is just secondhand stories. Yeah. But you can't. I I don't know the the significance of it yeah. because I didn't feel like that like yeah. you felt yeah. at that time. But I, I can still uh, give them their respect sure. for what they've done for the community, you know, and and appreciate it. Yeah. But it's hard for me to have that, like, emotional feeling. And I
1: know that's probably how a lot of people feel, you know. They I think everybody feels that way, some shape or form, you know. Like, everybody just kind of lives their own lives. And, and we all kind of share a, a small portion of each other's lives because we're in racing, right? We're involved in racing. So um like even throughout the street racing days back then you know a lot of the relationships that i have today is because of street racing yeah you know what i mean so that was a big part of my life too street racing damn holy crap like that was a blur like from 93 to like 2004 was like heavy street racing how often were you racing dude two three maybe almost every every day. Really? Yeah, it was fucking nuts, dude. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, it started when I was 13, 14. I was fucking stealing my mom's car, going to the street races, (laughs) driving without a license, a little shithead kid, fucking doing dumb shit. And then that turned into watching like all the OG street race from like, you know, I don't think Tony was around Tony Fuchs, but I think I watched Daryl Bacon race. I watched all the Sakudo guys keokin and like all these street race teams, like yeah. a lot of people don't don't really understand now, but they were huge back then, you know. So like Jerry built, fuck, I met Jerry built, watching him street race, you Shout know. Shout out to Jerry, man. Yeah, and it's just one of those things. Like I I have a good relationship with Jerry. Um, Just as much as all the other guys, like Lucky Racing, there was HDS back in the day. There's so many teams, dude. It's so fucking cool. Like, I got to live that, you know? I got to live it when it was starting up, when it got to the biggest that it's ever been on a pro level, on a manufacturer scale, and then I saw it go away, and then I saw it come back, and then now I'm making a business out of it, you know? So I never left. I just always try to find something that can keep me around, you know? And now that I'm established and I'm done, it's like, I don't know how much more I can give, you know. But like I I, I just was fortunate enough to have built those relationships and longtime friendships because yeah. of racing, you know. And I wouldn't have it any other way, man. I think it's great. And everybody that I deal with now, it's just for a reason, you know, some way, shape or another, good and bad. Or it's for a good overall we- reason, I think.
0: So let's get a little more back into FCS and the the products that you offer. Sure. So um, you've been really big for the uh, all wheel drive stuff.
1: It's hot now. Yeah. yeah. It's been it's been a long road, man. It's been uh, it's crazy about that stories because like when I first got into that, I was always approached by guys from like Jamaica and. You know the caribbean and then there was uk and a couple other places that were doing rally stuff and mm-hmm. they're like we need uh, somebody to help us do an all-wheel drive all-wheel drive wasn't new it was always been around you know like there was a couple guys that that were like in super street magazine i remember particularly one integra that got that he did his conversion i don't know where he's from i think he was from somewhere in cali um one of the very first cars that i i even seen all-wheel drive and i was like damn that's fucking cool as mm-hmm. shit you know and i was like using crv stuff and doing all that it was all laid out in super street and i saw that and i was like dude that's cool but it never really resonated with me because i was so in tune with front wheel drive racing gotcha. you know yeah. like that was like that was like the thing that nobody liked as far as like it's ass backwards in drag racing right you want optimal amount of traction so you, The rear wheel drive is where it's at. So was
0: it more of like a novelty thing where you're like, oh, that's pretty cool?
1: Yeah, I didn't really consider it as a business model. Um, It was just my own personal, like, I want to do it just because I can. Yeah. Right? I want to build something. And then it was just like, I guess, once I released my rear training arm system for the front wheel drive Mm -hmm. stuff, it was, you know, it was pretty innovative. You know, it had... Some wheel bearing technology. It has some sprung calipers that is the first of the industry, and nobody's seen that before. So there's zero friction involved in in the rotating assemblies and stuff like that. So super small brakes uh, shrunk the rotating mass. There's a lot of engineering involved, you know, mm-hmm. um, shrinking it in tr- track, um, shrinking the track so from left to right it's smaller in wheelbase, so that you know people can you know tuck their tires in without any safety issues for the tire rubbing the quarter panel, gotcha. the bumper. You know there's little little gems like that that i have in there and then the ease of adjustment and things like that it evolved from version one which was you know the betas and that was out there and then the version twos and then the version threes now right so and then there's kind of like a version 3.2 mm-hmm. which i even upped on the mass scale of the bearing assemblies because a lot of road race guys are asking for it or a lot of street guys are asking for it so i just wanted to beef up that area which is not needed but you know, it's like the iPhone, iPhone 10, 11, 12, you know, you, you, they just change a little bit, but it's a little yeah, better, yeah, you yeah. know, like I, I like to do that. And it's like the little things that I do that it's just for me, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, but um, ultimately it trickles down to the industry, right? Like with anything, you know, so um, but yeah, like the all wheel drive stuff. I kind of did it purely just to kind of do it for me. Mm -hmm. And then that turned into like everybody calling and saying, dude, I want. And then it kind of gained traction. I don't know where between then and there. I was getting a lot of calls and a lot of demand for it. And, you know, with anything in the industry, people ask you to do something. And you're just like, dude, you're just doing it because you want a product for your car that nobody else makes. You know? And I get it. You know, you want to be different or whatever. But as a business, we can't just drop everything and then and then build it on hopes and dreams yeah you know what i mean it's got to make sense and it's got to make money at the end of the day because um that's how you run a business business is not a business without making money right? yeah so um i don't know where the where the straw broke the camel's back but somewhere between this year and two years ago i think it was steve-o's Eg, yeah, well, C L M. right. I think Steve that was, was a
0: big popularity point in yeah. that
1: that car. Yeah, CLM um, definitely put the all wheel drive on the drag racing map. Um, that's for sure. You can't take that away from him. He like did that shit, and it literally shifted the industry overnight. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And fortunate enough for us, we have a good standing relationship with CLM and the Tri-State guys and stuff like that. So now we are um bringing out uh or he's bringing out another car mm-hmm. um that is going to be all-wheel drive and that is going to be catered to the fcs brand wow so yeah we partnered up and Sick. yeah it's so it's kind of like it was it's a good feeling to know that the the car that put all-wheel drive on the map is supporting our brand yeah you know what i mean hell so yeah it's dope i'm super excited to work with steve-o very cool and see them do they know what they're doing i don't have to figure it out or yeah. doing anything with them so we really kind of simplified the kit for us as far as like a bolt-in standpoint like they can literally bolt in a kit of ours in two and a half hours and you can have a front-wheel drive car be all-wheel drive yeah with our kit like two and a half hours basic tools and your car is going to be all-wheel drive yeah. like a bolt-in you know like that's cool as shit yeah so i'm um, i'm super excited to work with them um, but yeah, that, yeah, that's kinda like how the all wheel drive came about. It was kind of just like a personal thing and then that turned into a business model again. You know what I mean? Like I didn't think that it was gonna blow up the way it did, but I'm glad it did because it set the industry on fire again. Yeah. You know I mean hell it yeah. needed that extra Definitely. push because it was really stagnant and like nobody was coming out with anything fucking cool. You know what I mean? Now it's like the all drive tip is there and, and everybody's doing all drive and there's all these new manufacturers popping up left and right and they're all trying to you know get in on the piece of the pie you know mm-hmm. and i get it that's cool man i think the more the more the merrier because that just drives us more you know what i mean yeah and we just drive to develop a fucking superior product that we can put out and say you know this is this is us you know this is our brand so it's exciting and uh it's doing extremely well um we had a hardship between then and there with obviously you know mainly because the lack of help that i have and it's really hard to find in cali especially yeah like it's just tough you know like because we're basically middle class we're we're the we're the blue collar people you know what i mean there's Less and less of them here mm-hmm. in California. California is now, I call it California. You know, it's like, yeah, everybody <laughs> wants, everybody wants free. Everybody wants everything for no work. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's, it, I don't know. It's just weird. So I ran through, I hired and fired a lot of guys throughout my time, you know. So until we get somebody that fits the bill, you know, I got to do it, you know. So, and I love to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But to cater to over you know a certain number of product is tough you know what i mean the demand is obviously there for us and most of the stuff you know i gotta do you yeah know what i mean so i'm fortunate enough to have brian brian helps me out tremendously and you know all the other guys that came and went you know they they helped us continue you know like, yeah so um but yeah like that was you know anything in manufacturing on my level i think is a fucking nightmare you know like People don't want to do it. They want easy. They just want to fucking just put some part on a stock part and just go for it. And I could do that in 15, 15 to 20 days. Yeah. Like it doesn't take me a long time. Right. I can develop a part, put it into water jet or to laser and cr- develop a part within that, within two weeks. Not a problem. But if you've seen my part line, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's laser parts. There's CNC parts. There's heat treatment parts. There's. Parts that have to go through a certain process, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like oh, just the cookie cutter. Here you go, welded, wham bam, thank you ma'am. It's like shimming and and clearancing and and there's a lot of intricacy involved, especially when you're coming into sprung calipers and you have distances and. And each part has its own tolerance and you have to match that tolerance with this part and then you're welding it and then there's movement in the welding. You know what I mean? There's a lot going on instead of just taking a fucking stock hub and just throwing it on a a tube and just say, here you go, you know, $1,800. You know what I mean? It's like, no, dude, it's not. I don't do that. You know what I mean? I have to create a hub. I got to create bearing systems. I got to create caliper systems. I got to create the proper spring rate in that caliper in order to make it function properly. And then the rotor and then the rotor and it's got to be a certain way and it's got to be grounded a certain way and it's got to be heat treated a certain way so that it lasts long you know what i mean yeah so there's a lot more processes to our product than you know a counterpart you know what i mean that's in similar in the market so um same goes with the all-wheel drive stuff you know what i mean all-wheel drive is has to be good you know like everything that we did everything that we put into that is in lack of better words a, nobody will do mm-hmm. you know what i mean like just nobody will do you know like nobody's gonna heat treat their product i don't yeah. think one guy out there is heat treating fucking products you know like at our level yeah you know so it's kind of like what like why would you know what i mean like, it just doesn't make any sense but i get all these i get all these ideas and stuff from the guys that i work with you know the guys that do off-road stuff and do class 10 trucks and build fucking trophy build fucking off-road baja 1000 you know trucks that have to run thousand miles and survive you know like i I take ideas from those guys and and i take advice from those guys and then i trickle it down into my product you know what i mean but naturally you can't see it right but it's in there you know what i mean the technology is in there you know so and we we cater to not just that but we do private labeling too so we do there's a whole bunch of stuff that we do you know yeah so but the all-wheel drive stuff is cool man um, it's good for the community. It's it's shifting a lot of people's programs over there, mm-hmm. you know, and like in filling that void, and it gives opportunity for others that are kind of discouraged because they can't get into sport front wheel drive because of you it's know too th- fast. Yeah, like it's hot rod level. Yeah, it's buku dollars, bro. Like it, it, I hate to say it, but you know, it's a forty fifty thousand dollar at least minimum of yearly expenditures on racing programs for that and most people don't think that that's a lot of money but for the honda community it is you know yeah. that's at my level you know that's what i'm paying but if somebody else that doesn't run a business like i do that i can just you know design and figure out a part instantly on my race car and, and trickle that down into the industry they have to buy that yeah. they have to put in the work they have to pay somebody to do that and then they're they're probably double you know they're probably spending 80 grand on their programs you know what i mean if they're not physically involved you know so it's expensive it gets expensive you know what i mean a hundred thousand is maybe three or four times other people's salaries sometimes you know Mm -hmm. so you gotta it's a it's a a level that i'm willing to play at you know but i think uh with the all-wheel drive stuff it's it's like uh it just caters to The guys that are already done the sport phone wheel drive thing are going to that. And then there's the hobbyists, too, that want to do it on the street, which we wanted to cater to, you know? So most of our stuff is built around that, too. But, yeah, all-wheel drive is the next biggest thing that everybody's doing.
0: And you guys just... uh worked with uh throttle on their new rear wheel drive yeah. project, right
1: yeah my uh mickey, mickey. Yeah, shout out to mickey dope man um i resonate with him a lot because we're kind of the same age yeah you know what i mean he grew up doing the thing i grew up doing the thing and he's still around he's, he's very um uh, he's very successful at what he does and his youtube uh channel throttle is great um it really kind of goes against the grain of yeah. what the normal Honda uh scene is. And I love it because it's something new to me. Yeah. You know, I want to do something new all the time. You know, I want to learn. I want to, you know, he's making a real wheel drive car. You know how easy it would have been for him to just, just do all I'll just do all-wheel drive. And then like he would have been already done. Like the car yeah. would have <laughs> been super fast. It would have just probably murdered every single other car that he has in the shop. Yeah. Like, instantly, you know? And he'd be done with it. But He's the guy that wants to do it hard, you know, like he wants to do the hard shit and the hardcore shit. And I fucking dig that, you know? Hell
0: yeah, man. I'm excited to see what that car comes out like. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool, like what he's doing. And yeah, I think uh, it probably opened a whole another door for the Honda community too, just to rule drive their car. Yeah. You know, might be something that comes about, you know what I mean? Because it's nothing new. I mean, there's modified cars that are in the drag racing world that take Civics and put in you know there's this one I, I i believe his name is dave i forgot it's a beautiful ek you know a, mm-hmm. a em1 mm-hmm. you know what i mean basically a coupe black um h i believe it's h22 okay and it has like a liberty rear wheel drive gear set or g-force i'm not too sure but that's a real tire big um big tire rear car, yeah and it's fucking beautiful you know, and I want to get into that market. That market still, but I don't think I will. I'm yeah. probably just sticking to what I got. And then uh,
0: Mickey promised me that the ek is gonna um, pop a wheelie.
1: It, it could. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> it could. I, but obviously, I told him. You know, obviously, it says rear differential stuff like that. Is that the weakness? Yeah, I think he he's starting off with that first, mm-hmm. and then it'll take him where he needs to go. And then you know. Uh, yeah. I I see where it's catered and modeled to. You know what I mean? For yeah. the, His demographic and his followers and viewers so that's cool man i think uh it's very obtainable for anybody anybody can call us and say hey dude we want an all wheel job we're moving them like i think we're on our 80th kit now like we're just moving them and we just like physically finished you know yeah we have parts in stock you know so anytime anybody calls it's you know right now it's kind of high demand but usually it's a one to three day turnaround time right now we're about two weeks gotcha you know so we're busy but um but yeah it's uh, the next evolution in Honda. It's uh, adding the two tires in the back <laughs> Dude, for power. Hell you know, yeah, so man.
0: And uh, I'm really glad that uh, you and Mickey linked up because... Um, yeah, through you, when, through yeah, this the, podcast. Is... When that conversation happened with uh, Mickey and I, mm-hmm. I knew that you were the right one to reach out to because Dope, you, you, being, you being an OG um you could have had the same mentality as a lot of other ogs do and just a downplay of what the youtubers bring mm-hmm. to the table but i knew your business sense and you would see the value in and i'm just sure. i'm glad that it worked out and i'm excited to see that project
1: yeah it's a it's kind of like um uh like you were saying you, you were saying earlier like we just planted the seed yeah and just let the thing grow you know what i mean see where it takes it you know hell so. yeah We're always going to cater to the Honda stuff, but, you know, um, we're going to try different markets. I'm excited
0: for that, man. And uh, before we get out of here, you got about a month left into a World Cup. (laughs) Yeah, I don't
1: even want to know. So let's... uh, I don't want to think about that. So
0: this is is the Monday after World Cup. Tell me how everything went and uh, what was the weekend like? Because we're about projecting here. Yeah, Put yeah, it into yeah. the into the universe.
1: Dude, man. I, personal
0: best 821? Yeah. All right. So what are we going to see at World
1: Cup? I think we're going to see possibly uh, 790, uh, 789 right around there at over, at over 196, uh, I believe. If it, it's definitely doable. And
0: who's going to be in the lanes next to you?
1: Um, I want fucking Remy in the lane. Next there you to me. go. I mean, I want I want to race that car. Okay, you know? like that's that's the car to beat. You mm-hmm. know, Remy or Chapoline. So, um, I really feel like those are the top two contenders. Um, I cannot count Import DPS out. Uh-huh. Um, um, Elvis Rome. Oh, you know, I call him Rome, but yeah, um, Rome and Abe and all those guys at Import DPS. Pff, those guys don't fuck around. I mean, that's gonna be a contender car for sure. Like that car is going to be built in like less than a month. Yeah. <laughs> he just sent me spy shots of it. And I was like, you got a lot of work. He's like, nah, it's all good. <laughs> like, oh, sh- I know it's not, I know it's all good for you. Like, I don't know what drives you, man, but damn, man, that's a lot of work. You Hell know, yeah. like, it's all good. We'll get it done. I said, nah, I have no doubt about that. So their car is probably gonna be a good contender. And I love to line up with them and, and see if we can give it to them. You know what I mean? That's what I am. I'm a drag racer at heart. And, um, I want to compete at the highest level and people might downplay us, but you know, we might be the underdog in in a lot of the situations that we have, but I'm not going to shy away from competition at all. That's who I am. That's how I'm built and I'll do whatever means necessary to, to get to that level, you know, that where we need to be. But, um, it's, it's, that's about time. Our time has come, you know? So, um, we did a lot of homework. We've been there, I think gonna be our seventh year i know that i said something on a nice ones video about two years back and i was like "Dean was like Fuck, it wasn't seven years i was like, where the hell did that number come from but he caught me off guard so i don't know i, I had to i have to retract my statement in that video <laughs> <laughs> it's been five uh last year was six and this year it's going to be seven so yeah seven years we've been going back to world cup consecutively and i love that race like we pretty much don't go to any other races. Like every other race is pretty much a test and tune for us. Yeah. we're not really racing at a competitive level out here on the west. We just use it as test beds. Yeah, to try out different things. Even though like a lot of people think we don't try out different things, we're trying out different products for, you know, um, whether it be Supertech, you know, Action Clutch is one of them that we're dealing with right now. Um, you know, Areas Pistons. There's a lot of companies out there that we help develop parts or help show. Because a lot of the support that they give out, those guys don't even tell them what they need to change. You know what I mean? We're the guys who are just like, dude, look, this, this, this needs to change. Yeah. We're having problems with this and this and this, you know, and and they cater to that. And then that trickles down to the industry and the industry benefits from that, you know? So um, that's what the value that we have in our race program. We just don't go out there and just say, give us this 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 part that that guy runs so that we know it works yeah we're the guys that just say hey dude we want to try out what the latest and greatest what you're trying to do and then we'll give you feedback you know so that's what we're doing right now and that's how we establish relationships for such a long time is like a lot of the technology stems from what we're doing too you know whether it be from webcam all the way down to super tech so um i'm happy with that um and people say that's not very smart you know like we go out there and we break you know and we do things and we figure out shit and we we end up kind of chasing our tail sometime but it's benefits us because we learn as we go you know now we know what works and what doesn't work and what we know that we have a performance advantage over and things like that so um it's exciting for me that's what that's what kind of drives me to go racing you know what i mean? Um, but now I'm, I'm focused on trying to be the fastest, you know, I want to, I really want to put Cali, Cali back on the map. Hell yeah. That's kind of like my goal is where I want to take the record back to California, you know, and and in my eyes, California is the West coast. Yeah. Everything else follows in line, but socal
0: well, yeah socal <laughs> <Yeah. Sorry, no laughs> so yeah. is the west yeah. coast anything else yeah, is yeah, just yeah. Yeah. um it's southern, that southern canada, because, canada. <laughs> yeah like
1: i just talked to greg the other day man greg from sinister and a yeah. lot of people think that we had like this huge beef or whatever and there's a competitive factor for sure and um i just missed that guy from racing because god damn it's so boring right now on the west coast you know like there's really nothing of value for us to race against the competitive level here. That's why we just use it as testing. Yeah. But once his, cars come, once, once his car finishes and comes out, I know that he had um, some issues or something. Um, and it's taken a lot longer than expected. But I know when he comes out, dude, there's not going to be no lack of, you know, grudge races that go on between yeah. them. And it And it's so fun. That's where I grew up. You know, I grew up street racing. So there's a lot of grudge racing, you know. And that's the fun part of drag racing. And it's weird because that's one of the things that I think lacks in the import community is everybody's willing to fucking open their mouth online, but they're not willing to fucking put down the money to fucking go head to head, you know? In the drag racing community, Mm -hmm. right? You don't see nobody putting up 20, 10 grand or whatever to race each other, you know what I mean? Like there was very small amount of people doing that. Even till this day, it's like, one guy talks shit about the other, At least go and say, "Hey, dude, line your shit up, fucking ten grand minimum or five grand minimum. Uh, Let's let's get the fucking cars to do the talking, you know? Yeah, I'm all about that. You know what I mean? So this is an official call out to whoever wants to fucking race us. We're willing to do that. You know what I mean? You You got to
0: put it down in paper. Call them out right now, Parker. (laughs) Uh, Dude, I want Cup
1: final. I want to race. I want to race the best of the best. So, yep. Whether it be fucking Raby, import DPS, fucking Chapo Lead, whoever wants the next lane, I want to do it. You know what I mean? How the much we put Masters, it up? Dude, I would put up $3, bro. Ah! <laughs> He said three stacks. $3,000. Oh, you know, it's just... It's <laughs> one of those things. We know we're the underdog, you know what I mean? But we love drag racing, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. So I think we have a competitive car and we could throw up a number just like any of those other guys, you know? And the disadvantage at least for us, is they get to race on that track at that condition every time the whole year. Yeah. We get to do it one time. You know what I mean? I feel you. So... It's a definite disadvantage for us to go there and try shit out, especially new shit. And this year, it's fucked because we have a fair share of issues that we need to feel, figure out between now and 30 days from now. You know what I mean? And we don't have a lot of testing sessions between then and there. We probably don't have any, yeah. to be honest with you. Because at the end of the day, I still got to run a business. Yeah. You know? So either way, we get there. We'll see what happens you know, I just want to go out there, have fun, you know, just try to fucking drag people's asses. That's, at the end of the day, that's what it is, you know? Like, yeah. I think, I know in my heart that we have a competitor car. I think a lot of people do and a lot of people see it now. And we've tested all the way up to this point where I'm pretty confident that we're going to probably line up right around 790, 80 Woo. Um, at World Cup. So, as long as the shit stays together, (laughs) crossing my fingers and everything. Because that's the way drag racing. That's why I think drag racing is such a pure form of motorsport is because it's like everything has to be perfect. You got one chance to do it. You know what I mean? That's it. If you don't do it, you're on the trailer. You know, it's not like I'm going to take this guy back up on corner three. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, no. You got overtaken. That's it. You're finished. You know, you're back up on the trailer and you're driving home. Yeah. So, that's why I love drag racing so much. So, um it's official man i mean um uh, but you know I, i'm just waiting for greg to come back man i think he's the most funnest we had since god for a long time that shit know, was you know?
0: moving i remember yeah, seeing it, that man.
1: race was great man and that's when it comes back so, yeah to the yeah so what ended up yeah. happening with that dude because <laughs> well, i just seen the window and i didn't know what the fuck happened know, supposedly quote unquote his his hood flew up and hit the windshield and luckily it didn't fly off and like cause more catastrophic damage okay but I guess his hood latch came off and went through his windshield and you know the back end uh, of the hood went through his windshield yeah so yeah but that's still not an excuse to fucking lift bro cause I know <laughs> I know he stayed in it. You can see <laughs> you can see the
0: couple inches. Gotta, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Sinister Man. Yeah, shout, out shout out to out everybody the church, bad, out there dude. putting their he's, uh he's a definite, their heart out. Yeah,
1: he's a definite uh true drag racer for sure. Other than everybody else that guy puts it in you know so good shit man yeah i can't wait for him to come back man because i can't wait to fucking crack his ass you <laughs> <and> guys <get him. laughs> he heard it
0: here first jason i'm excited uh, for you man i wish you, you the man. best thank you thank you yeah for i'm sure. uh i'm not gonna be at world cup but i'm gonna be watching like everybody else
1: yeah i mean they have that speed video live that's super great coverage like they got some equipment you know yeah multiple screen multiple video shots multiple cameras and it's streaming live and that's something commendable you know that's really hard to do yeah like at that level like that's like production movie style yeah definitely when you watch you're like whoa that's pretty cool and i i am guilty i still haven't even watched the last world cup really (laughs) yeah i haven't even watched it dude and i know i should but damn i i had like zero time i think maybe after i said it now i'm gonna go home and start watching it every night but it's like fucking 10 hours of racing yeah man, you know like all compiled into one i don't know you maybe even longer than that like i haven't even watched it fully so
0: well i always say time is the only currency that we have man so i appreciate you spending sure. the time with us likewise today.
1: too man I, I'm, I have a lot of fun here man i'm comfortable and it's just like hell yeah you know, i wish we could talk shit more you know <laughs> uh, i mean you can but
0: it's just at the, at the current climate things yeah are right. i don't yeah, think it's the it's, dude, it it's the perfect be, time I, yeah for sure man so there's
1: a, there's a time and place for everything you know, yeah
0: so. with that said uh shout out to everybody uh i wish everybody the best yeah um i i wish everybody peace and happiness for sure and you know, all the stuff that we do, this cars and racing and things like that. This is what we do as a hobby. Yeah. So we we do this to get away from the uh, the struggles that come with life. You know. So I I hope that everybody just keeps that in mind that no matter um, yeah keep no that matter mindset. What, you know, yeah. like
1: uh, it's not just try not to keep the internet so serious. You know, like people say things online that then that's not necessarily say to your face. You know, so. I just take it in stride. Just it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like don't let it affect your day-to-day operations. You know what I mean? Keep it simple. Keep it short. And if you have nothing fucking good to say, then don't say nothing. You know? Yeah. Like just keep it moving. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you're only hurting yourself, really. You know? So yeah. I hope everybody gets along. And you know, I put in my two cents, obviously, and uh, hopefully that'll change uh, perspective in some people's minds. You know how to, how to how to. How to do things and how to how to go about ways of doing things the right way you know what i mean because there's a lot of people that don't want to do that you know
0: Dude. the only way that you know the right way is if you've done the wrong way so many times yeah, <laughs> yeah <for> sure, <laughs> you, know? you know so it's good to listen to those people that will yeah. that will give you that intimate uh look into their life and the uh sure the times that they've went through those those bad fields and uh you know that's what i always try to do you know i i don't know I don't think that I know everything, and I don't think that I'm holier than anybody. Sure. I'm just telling everybody the situations that I've been through and the 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 hard roads that I went through, yeah. and hopefully... hopefully
1: somebody can apply that to their own lives you know yeah and and really see and be really self aware about what goes on really in people's real lives versus what they perceive themselves as on the internet, you know so with anything you know. What I what I would say in closing is you only got one life to live man just live it and just you know live it with integrity and passion you know and uh, and you'll be just fine you know you' just be just fine don't don't feed into any of that other stuff junk that doesn't help you get to where you need to go because you're just going to stay stagnant and you don't want to do that life is about progression and you got to progress all the time
0: 100 so. percent, man jason once again man i wish you the best at Thank world you, cup you too, i uh i look yeah. forward to seeing that car in the sevens and uh if anybody wants to bet any money i'll, de- <laughs> I'll definitely have my paypal ready Oh shit, dude
1: <laughs> it's gonna be so much fun man Hell i yeah. can't wait i think uh if it goes the way it should go um world cup should be really fun you know like I really want to see some grudge races happen, you know. It's Actually, physical, like, hey, dude, you know, put some money on the line and go at it. Especially all, Mo- all motor is crazy right now. Like, yep, that's like it brought it back, you know. Like Jamie and and Jose Bello and those guys, man, dude, fucking unbelievable amounts of performance. Like I can't even imagine. Like to this day, when I first started all motor, we thought thirteens were fast. Yeah. <laughs> Like, holy shit, you know? Now we're tipping into true street numbers, 860s and faster in an all motor car. And yes, it's on mix or whatever, but it's just, it's, you got to look at the way it is, man. The engineering and the longevity of how the motors can be put through that yeah. and, and survive is a feat in itself.
0: Yeah, they're fucking killing it, man. At yeah. H-Day, that was the most exciting thing to see. Oh, yeah. Uh, these all-motor cars yeah. are no joke, man. Yeah. And uh, respect to everybody out there for putting sure, in man. that time on the weekend. Respect to everybody who's in the World <coughs> Cup putting their their heart and soul into these cars.
1: Yeah, one day you got to go out and visit that, man. I mean, I know it falls right in line with SEMA. Yeah. I want to go visit SEMA again because I, I think at one point I was doing SEMA for 13 years straight and then before i said you know what i'm gonna go drag racing yeah so yeah man you gotta try to out just try to visit it one time if you're into drag racing like i am it's it's a totally different um commodity there
0: yeah after leaving h day man i definitely got the bug again yeah. i had a really really Super good fun, time dude. out there and uh yeah we'll see cool you know maybe i'll bring out the private jet head
1: out, to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, head out the world. hopefully Cup. one day man i could say that you know but <laughs> Till then and there, man, everybody live with passion, live with uh, integrity and just go out and kill it for yourself, man. You guys got it. You just got to do it. You know, just every anything you do in life, just do it with 100 percent passion. You know, so there
0: we go, guys. Once again, FCS, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it, man. Appreciate you. Downtime with Downstar episode 104. And we out. Peace.